welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I am excited to be here. I hope everyone had a fantastic week and has something exciting or different planned for the weekend. You know, we should all try to do something at least once a week to surprise ourselves. You know, we have to experience life in order to write about it. You know, so maybe make some plans or don't or go somewhere you've always wanted to go or just take a wrong turn, do something neat or go out and make messy, whatever it is. You know, a weekend adventure or maybe a, just a five-minute mini quest out the front door. Don't keep it waiting. Go out and have some fun, you guys. Don't be sitting sitting at the computer with your pen and paper and staying all pasty white all summer long. All right. Again, I want to thank everybody that has been participating in the Writing a Haiku a Day challenge that we've been doing forever. You know, we've been doing this for years, and finally someone caught on. We had we had our catalyst writer, and we all know who that is, <laughs> that got us all going. And, um, yeah, I've been having such a fun time watching you guys uh, write those. You know, Todd Carter, Karen DeWitt, Stormy Galemeyer, uh, Jimmy Ray Davis. Um, I mean, all of you, all of you have just been doing a fantastic job. But what is super cool I'm trying to pull up my notes, and I can't pull up my notes. I can never pull up my notes. <laughs> um, I really want to comment on, I mean, Dave, Dave Kuhn has absolutely just, and I had a paper pulled up with the number and everything that he's written and some, but I can't find it right now, so we're not going to do that. But Dave Kuhn's been doing just like an amazing job every single day. And, you know, he posted a question saying, should I keep writing the haikus or should I be done now? And I was really excited to see you all encourage him to keep going on those, as we should all keep going on those. You know, he's got, I think, 41, maybe 42 now. I don't remember. I don't have my paper in front of me. Um, that he's written, you know, he does this for a whole year. He's going to be able to go through and pick out the best ones, and I even told him that I would help him. And he'll have a book of haiku ready to go, as easy as that, just by, you know, one bite at a time, writing them out every day. You know, and you're going to have some great ones. You're going to have some crappy ones in there, that's the truth. We're going to have some fun ones in there, silly ones in there. There's going to be some that are just okay. But you're going to have quite a few gems that you're going to write over over time, and you're going to be able to pick out those gems and create an amazing, amazing haiku book. But the point of it is, you know, the reason I mentioned the crappy ones that I'm going to write and the silly ones that I write, as you guys have all seen, especially with Todd Carter and my conversation on the haiku post at the top of my Facebook page, just having fun and being silly with them. You know, it's just the act of that writer's discipline, doing that one thing every day that's really important. So all of you that have been participating in those, I want to thank you so much. And Michael Todd, oh, my gosh, he wrote an amazing series of haikus for his daughter's birthday. That is just phenomenal. I am just so proud of all you guys. All right, so just some quick updates, real quick things I have to touch on. We did have all of our drawings for National Poetry Month. And Mike Todd, so far, is the only one who won a prize that has sent me his address. I'm beginning to think y'all don't trust me. 
I swear to God, I am not really going to come pounding on your door if you miss a week. I'm not going to stock your, your garbage can and look through it for, you know, wrinkled up paper to see if you've been doing your homework or not. I might, but I'm not going to tell you that. So really, it's honestly, you know, since you don't know that, because I'm not going to tell you, it is very safe to give me your address. But those of you who want your prizes, you need to get me your address. I'm sending out email. I send out emails. I'm going to send out more emails, just in case, because I don't want no one not to get their prize. And we had Doug Curry, George Wiley, and Melvin Douglas Johnson. He, we are by proxy giving his prize out to Noreen Snyder, Mike Todd. I have yours, Karen Dewitt, and Todd Carter. So you guys need to get me your addresses if you want your goodies. All right, like I said, we have some stuff to go over before we get started. Um, we have another prize drawing event coming up, so keep listening tonight. And I will have to look and see, Todd. I didn't see yours, but I will look. I'm looking at the. Uh, I'm looking at the chat. Get out of the chat. It's like a squirrel. It just sucks me in like Alice's rabbit hole. Anyway, so we have another tr- uh, prize drawing event coming up. So keep listening. Uh, we're going to be going over some details on that in just a little bit. I am going to be posting journals, both print and online, paid and non-paid, this week that are accepting submissions. So watch my Facebook page for those. If you're not on my contacts list, uh, send me a, an invite and I'll get you on there. Uh, the name is Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, A-L-I-S-I-A, Nyla Alicia. All right. If you're interested in putting together a workshop with us, please shoot me a message and let me know what you'd like to do. We can, you can pre-record these on your computer. I can do a conference call with you and help you pre-record it, or you can do it live or a combination of both, whatever you want to do. Pick whatever topic you want to go over. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. You just have to want to have fun and hang out and talk about poetry, which is something we all love. All right? So let me know. Then I would like to take a moment, and this is very, very important, and I want to thank our sponsors, those of you who stepped up to the plate last year and donated towards our 2022 broadcasting license. This is our 15th year on the air, and I am so proud of all of you and the community that you have built here. You seriously have no idea how cool this is has been for me sitting here for 15 years watching this thing grow and develop and watching you guys grow and change and it's just been like really cool anyway those of you who helped to cover our 2022 broadcasting license our 2022 sponsors are karen dewitt melvin douglas johnson gary and noreen snyder douglas curry george wiley vicky aqua debbie kelly annie tillery waldo Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. Thank all of you. And I also want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of John Music Man Kays, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. Thank you to all of our sponsors. All right. Now, poets. You know what time it is, right? I love my drum roll. 
<laughs> it is time for inspiration from the inkwell. So get your pens and pencil, pencils and quills and ink pots and paper and journals and notebooks or whatever you're going to use that because we are going to be doing our mini workshop portion of the show. As I go through this, if I don't get everything, if you don't get everything written down, you know, worry not. You can always come back after the show's over and re-listen to the beginning of the program and grab whatever was missed, okay? So we are going to start with your poetry form writing challenge. And this may seem pretty similar to what we did a couple weeks ago, but it's really not, all right? This week, we are looking at blackout poetry. Now, pay attention to this because this is our prize drawing This is going to be what our prize drawing uh, activity is centered around. So listen to this carefully. All right. Blackout poetry is kind of like, you know, well, isn't blackout poetry like found poetry? Kind of. But there's a huge difference. So blackout poetry is created when a poet takes a found document, you know, traditionally a print newspaper, a book page, magazine page, something along that lines, and crosses out the majority of the existing text, leaving visible only the words that comprise his or her poem, thereby revealing entirely new work of literature birthed from an existing one. All right? And again, like found poetry, like we did earlier in the month, it is an entirely new work. The fact that it is an entirely new work of literature is the key element here. All right, there's nothing recognizable between the original text and what you've created out of the inner text that you pull out of it. All right. So the difference between the found poetry, which we did earlier, and blackout poetry is found poetry, you can use any of the lines you want in any order that you want to write them down throughout your poem. In blackout poetry, you're using a black marker to cross out the words you do not want to use on the page, leaving only the ones you do want to use, meaning they obviously have to stay in the order that they appear on the page, making this a little more tricky and, in all actuality, a lot more fun. All right? So to add an even more amazing element to this, making it even funner, how you black out those non-used words or leave visible the words you are going to use is entirely up to you. You know, making the page, making it, making the page as visually creative as you want it. You know, because it is very much a visual form of poetry. It doesn't make you know. It doesn't make a lot of sense just to read the poem if nobody knows how you created it. So the fact that I mean, is 100% definitely a JPEG poem. <laughs> All right, it is a visual poem. So we are actually going to keep doing this form for a weekly for a while to give you all a chance to be able to experience it. And I will also be attaching a prize drawing to those of you who participate in this. And the participation will entail doing the activity and posting the poem on my Facebook page. Easy peasy. All right, so do it. Post it on my page. You'll be entered into the drawing. The more you post, the more you do, the more times you're entered into the amazing, super amazing prize drawing, which you guys would know how amazing these prizes are if I had everyone's addresses. 
All right, I'm going to be going into more detail on that on my Facebook page and on next week's show, but that kind of gives you the head up. So if you want to Google some of this, look at it, whatever, and uh, educate yourself a little bit on this form, you can do that. So next week, just so you know, we're going to be doing, we'll have our blackout form because that's going to be a group activity. And then we're also going to be doing our normal form for the week. So we're actually adding one next week, so there will be two for you to do. It's the summer. You have got nothing better to do, right? <laughs> All right. So be sure, watch, be sure to watch my Facebook page after the show as well because, as I said, this, with this being very much a visual form of poetry, it's going to be easier for me to explain it by sharing the Im- images of some examples for you to study as much as it is explaining it here. And I think that will really help you as you get geared up to writing your own. So just a side note, by the way, um, a personal side note. I love doing these. I absolutely love doing these because they're fun. You know, you can't think of That's why there's no such thing as writer's block. There's not. Just because you can't sit down and think of a post Facebook post-worthy epic poem to get a bunch of likes doesn't mean you have writer's block. Writer's block is writing, the act of a writer's discipline. You write something every single day, whether it's Facebook post-worthy or not. What do you think? I mean, my goodness, what in the world did Poe do without social media? Right? Do you think he sat there and worried about producing something every single day that his friends are going to like, or did he ponder over them agonizing with his green fairy for months and months and months until it became perfect? Anyway, so just a side note. I love doing these, and one of the things that I really like doing is I'll go, I, like, I go, like going in, I like hanging out at estate sales, or I go to antique stores, or the curiosity fairs, sometimes auctions, because I like to surround myself with things that have fingerprints. Ikea is not a friend of mine. When I look at something, I want to, I want to feel drawn in by the history of it, right? So I like things with fingerprints, and so I, I like surrounding myself with those. I, I always go and look for old books or old cameras or typewriters or inkwells and that type of stuff. If you saw my office, you would understand. So one of the things, like I said, I purposely look for are old beat-up books because I don't have – I don't feel guilty taking pages out of it or using them or writing on the book or in the book, right? You know, I've never been one of those to mess up a perfectly good book. You know, I, I like those shabby ones. So, you know, as you're going out and about in the world, keep an eye out for those types of things because you never know what you're going to do with them, you know, you don't, you, because it's, it's really fun. It's, I actually have one where I am doing the whole book. I'll go through page by page and the whole book, I'm going to try to do that way. So when you open the book, it's going to be nothing but a book of blackout poetry from start to, co- to start to cover to cover, right? Or you can take out a page and do it, and it, it looks really cool that way. So, Or you can photocopy a page if you don't want to take your book apart, but there's a page you want to use. So all kinds of fun things you can do. Keep that in mind as you get ready to work on these, you know, newspaper books, anything like that. All right, so once again, blackout poetry is when you take a written piece of text from a book, newspaper, or magazine and redact words, meaning to censor or obscure by blacking out part of the text for legal security or, in our case, artistic purposes in order to come up with your very own poetry. All right, so you can... To sit down and start one of these, you would base... I mean, there's no set rules. However you do it, it's one up to you, but there is some structure involved because first you need to do is you'll sit down, you'll scan your page for meaningful words, ones that, that kind of, 
you know, jump out at you. And I'll take a pencil and very lightly circle or underline the, the words and phrases I like. And then as I get that put together, then I'll go back and look through the page for additional words or phrases I want to add to it or add an element to it to finish the text. And then I black out all the words that I don't want to use and create any design or illustration I want as I'm doing that to finish my poem. All right? And I actually read this off some directions I got off what I read to you right now. I just I wrote that, I read that off uh, some directions I got off the internet. I'm going to be posting that on my page with some examples for you to look at after the show. So watch for that. All right? So challenge yourself with that. Have fun with that. You guys, this is so much fun. I can't tell you. You know, when you when you get out of your own head and you have to start looking outside of yourself for your words, you'd be amazed at the words you find. We spend so much time looking inward, trying to find the words that are in us, that we forget that there's things about us out there in the world if we just open our eyes and look for them. So go out there and find your words, find your poems that are right in front of you. All right? Next, we're going to be going over our poetry prompts. Now, remember that prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. Now, with that said, the prompt can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem or what? The general concept of the poem. Correct. Good job. All right. Beyond these guidelines, what you do with them is up to you. So let's get started. I want you to number your paper 1 through 12. All right. And here we go. Number one, for my future headstone, for my future headstone. Two, haunting children's rhymes, haunting children's rhymes. Number three, in someone's shadow, in someone's shadow. Four, three dark birds and a crystal goblet. Three dark birds and a crystal goblet. Number five, now a traveler. Now a traveler. Six, sometimes nothingness. Sometimes nothingness. Seven, in the books my sister reads. In the books my sister reads. Number eight, out beyond the window. Out beyond the window, which is where you guys should be out experiencing life. Out beyond the window. Number nine, the word before goodbye. I love this one. The word, or you can make it words if you want, singular or plural. The word before goodbye. Ten, wilder than wonder. Wilder than wonder. Eleven. I know I frighten you. I know I frighten you. And twelve. Alice paints the moon. Alice paints the moon. Now remember, these are the title of your poem, a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. You can write one poem per prompt, mix and match the prompts, or if you feel real froggy, you can use all the lines in one poem. And though I don't make it easy for you, I do purposely make them loosely woven enough that it should, you should be able to piece these together in a plot and try that exercise. All right? 
Now, which brings us to your writing exercise for the week, which is your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. This is what you do with a prompt before you sit down and write to it. So the 12 prompts I just gave you, you'll be using those 12 prompts in this exercise, and you will be doing this before you sit down to write your poems to those, all right? This is to highlight that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you do write to it because we all have muscle memory, knee-jerk reaction that goes to anything. It goes to our brain. We hear the word October, like I always go to October because what? That, that's typical. It makes me think of orange and, you know, it's just that's the way our brains work. All right, so how do you get past that knee-jerk reaction? How do you get past that place where you're writing the same poem that everybody else is going to write? Maybe not in the same way. You know, but you're still all writing the same poem about October because immediately we jump on what we think our muse is throwing us, and it's not the muse. It's the walls we build that we have to break down so that we can hear our muses, all right? So what I want you to do is I want you to start out with the first prompt, all right, which was for my future headstone, and I want you to write that at the top of your journal page. Next, I want you to write Instead of writing a poem to it, I want you to write down the idea for at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. So instead of you pick, picking the poem you're going to write to it, think about six different poems you could write to that, and then pick one of those, or keep going. I said a minimum of six. You can, you can write down more than that if you want. And you'd be really amazed. And these are things, you know, I say write these in your journals, don't sit down and think about them. Actually put a pen to paper and write them down. Have a journal for your weird random thoughts, like things like this, the exercises you do, the things you think out, the things you ponder. Because you can go back to this a year later and be flipping through one of your handwritten journals, which is much easier to do to grab a book. Oh, I've got to go to the DMV. I'll take this book with me and look through my old journal than it is to sit there and try to do it on a phone, which they frown upon and don't even let you have on most of the time anymore or to try to sit there on a computer and, and with the, you know, take a half, get paper cuts, people. Paper and pencils are so magical, right? But write them down because you can find gems in them years from now. You're going to go back and you're going to read something and you're going to say, hey, I remember something I wrote. What was it? What was it? And you're going to find it and it's, you know, you're going to be able to inspire yourself years later. It's going to be cool. Awesome. I promise. Anyway, so do the first one. Write down the first prompt for my future headstone. Then write down at least six different poems you could write to it to that same prompt. Go to number two, number three, number four, number five, all the way down to number 12. And you should have at least six ideas for poems you could write to each of the 12 prompts. And I promise you, you will not get through this exercise without something wild and wonderful grabbing a hold of you. And you're going to be off and writing something that's going to surprise you. I guarantee you that. So once again, these are your 12 poetry prompts you'll be using as your writing prompts for the week and using as your pick-apart-a-prompt prompts in your writing exercise, all right? One, for my future headstone. Two, haunting children's rhymes. Three, in someone's shadow. Four, three dark birds and a crystal goblet. Five, now a traveler. Six, something, or, excuse me, sometimes nothingness. Seven, in the books my sister reads. That's a good one, too. Eight, out beyond the window. Nine, the word before goodbye. 
10. Wilder than wonder. 11. I know I frighten you. And 12. Alice paints the moon. And there you go. Have fun with those. Remember we, you know, as as food for our creative souls, as a writer dis- discipline, there's things that we should do every day. You know, we we do so many things between point A and point B from sunup to sundown for someone else. We got to remember to do those things for us. Us. We deserve them. All right? So remember we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. Always have a book with you. Something, a book, a book, paper, paper cuts, people, paper cuts, okay? A Band-Aid, put it in your wallet, you'll be fine. Reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have that input in order to have output, all right? Every day, write a haiku poem. When you get up in the morning, go out into the world and find your 17 syllables. A haiku poem is three lines with a syllable count of 575. So every day, paper and pencil with you. See, paper and pencil, they're so important, guys. You have to have paper and pencil with you because that's going to be much easier to grab than to grab your phone and try to turn it on and do a little typey, 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 nobody wants you know, You'll get blisters on your fingers. Paper cuts are much better. So write down your 17 syllables. If you don't have enough syllables, don't worry about it. You can go back and fix it later. But the point is to get it written down when you think about it. Go out, pay attention to the world around you. Find 17 syllables every day. That's all I ask of you. All right? So that is basically it. That is your inspiration from the Inkwell, your mini workshop. Remember, if you missed anything, you can come back after the show's over and re-listen to the beginning of the archived podcast and start and stop and write down anything that you missed. Okay? That was fun tonight. There were some good things. I'm really excited about this blackout poetry, you guys. I really hope that you... Um, that you embrace that. If you have any questions on that, shoot me up in, on the email. Because of my work and everything like that, I'm not afforded a lot of time in front of my computer at all. So if it takes me a while to get back to you, just please bear with me <laughs> and love me anyway, okay, because that's just the way it's going to be. Um, and sometimes I may need a poke and a reminder, but that's okay too. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm very transparent about that with me. So but if you have questions, yes, please. Let me know. Ask me questions. I'll post things to share with you. I'll, I'll help you get through whatever it is you need to. Just do this exercise, please. I'm begging you. I'm not above begging. I'm really not. I'm, I'm absolutely not. Okay, so now, with that said, we are going to start the show with an audio track. We always start and end every episode with a track played by one of our poets. So if you have something recorded and you would like for us to play it on the air, you can shoot that over to me either on uh, Facebook Messenger and I can pull it off of there or you can send it to me uh, to the show's email address, which is the T-H-E, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put MP3, audio file, something like that in the subject line of the email for me. I'll get those uploaded to the show so we can play them for the world. The track that I picked out to play tonight is by our beloved George Wiley. It's called Hurried Words at the Grave. Here you go. Great word. 
grave. Emptied, we stood at his last breath. Harried, unshaven, we'd hurried to beat the last chime of his life. Road weary and rumpled, we had but little notice. No time, no plans, no edited drafts. For this most vital time, we'd not practiced. No careful resume of his life was done, each of us having a need to show our caring and the kind of homage he deeply deserved. And to gleam out all from all the things he'd done, this man was better by far than all the rest. We thought there'd be more years before he cast away. How could our quickly conjured words serve a superior man? No doubt he'd be embarrassed by our policy eulogies. He was leaving while we fabricated plastic praises, and he probably planned it that way. I love that piece by George. It really makes me think of some of the poets that we've lost. It really makes me think about, I mean, what's the first thing that we do, guys, when we lose somebody? especially in a online society like we have with each other. It's always the same thing. We jump on our Facebook pages, we open up our messenger, and we see what our last message was to that person. What were our last words to them? What's the last thing we posted on their page? What's the last thing they posted to us? You know, I think about that a lot because I'm not afforded a lot of time on the computer anymore like I used to have. You know, and, and it makes me think about things like that. You know, what are my last words to somebody if they leave me tomorrow? And I, I want to kind of plant that in your heads because I want you to think about that as you interact with each other. You know, it, it all comes to pass one way or another. You know, so make your interactions, make your fingerprints count while they matter. All right? So... I want to thank George for that poem. I think it's awesome. I love him dearly. I let him know that we missed him. I know he's been busy and doing all kinds of fun things lately. Very excited for some of the things that he's been doing. Anyway, all right. So now, guys, what do we do? Dun, dun, dun. It's time for you. <laughs> the best part of the show. So, and by the way, I just want to say hello to Levi. I was very, very excited to see you on the line tonight. haven't talked to you in a bit. So very cool. I've been uh, stalking your page, making sure that you, everything's going good with you. <laughs> so we've missed having you here. Hello. Glad you're here. All right. So if you're on hold, first of all, actually, let me give you the number. If you'd like to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and share. So if you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as 519. Mr. Bob is our first caller tonight. I believe that's Mr. Bob. I hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> we'll be our first caller tonight, so listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's very, very important that people know who you are and that your name is attached to your work. Right now, you can read two poems, and if the 
lines happen to get too busy and I have to cut that back to just one and it happens during your turn, please forgive me. I am very sorry, but right now you're good to go at reading two. Please keep your palms around the five-minute mark. Be courteous to the people that are waiting in line behind you. And when you're done reading, make sure you give out your URL. It's really important. You know, the whole motto of this show is inspire and be inspired. You know, one of the things that I appreciate and love and am in most awe at on this community that you guys have built here over the last 15 years is that it's all-encompassing. I have never seen anything like this anywhere else in the world, anywhere, in any form, where we are absolutely 100% colorblind, status-blind, you know, um, years on the job blind, whatever it is. We are like this beautiful, amazing, amazing community that listens to each other, that reaches out to each other, who encourages each other, inspire and be inspired. All right? And you're going to hear people on here that you just connect with. You know, you, you hear yourself in them words. And it's important. It's important in a world that doesn't always get you to surround yourself with people that do, to have that fellowship, to have that affirmation, to have that creative outlet, that creative plug-in. It is vital to your creative well-being to have that in your life. So reach out to people. Connect with them. So inspire, be inspired. Make sure you give your URL so people can come let you know, hey, that was crazy wicked. I love your work, dude. Or ma'am or person, or spaghetti monster. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, make sure that you give out your, your, your URL. That's very important. Remember, too, please, that we have a mature rating. So I never know who's on the other end of these lines, you guys. When I open the line, I have no clue, well, unless I know your area code. But it could be anybody, and they can say anything. So please remember, we have a mature rating. You are bound to and probably will hear just about anything on this show, with the exception of hardcore erotica. No adult porn palms, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. You know where the line is in that envelope. Please do not push it and mess up our rating, which we've you know, had for 15 years, so you guys are doing really good, but I still have to say it. And uh, other than that, you're good to go. I'm going to give you the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up where you are. We have area code 519-731 followed by 702. All right, so those are our first three callers. Let's go ahead and let's grab my, uh, nope, 519, Bob, Mr. Bob. I think it's Mr. Bob. 519, you're on the air. How are you, the beautiful island? Oh, Mr. Bob, it is so good to hear from you, sir. How are you? Uh, so so at my age, I guess at eighty-eight, you got to be somewhere. Um, <laughs> first of all, I you are to a know, jewel and a treasure. Hey Bob, do you ever go by the name Robert? I hate Robert. Do you? Okay, just ask. I sign my work Artob, but I never. I, I hate the word Robert. I mean, I, I love don't like that being name. called Robert. Well, call I won't call. Robert, I won't then. call you that name, but I love your name. No, I'll let you. I'll let you. Call, I'll give you permission to call me Robert. I'm not going to call you something you hate. Well, that's not. Well, I I only hate it when people say Mr. Robert and so on. But no, <laughs> please, please, How about Mr. Bob? Can like I get away with Robert, that? <laughs> you okay? Whatever you like. <laughs> 
Or I could say Bobby and talk like Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Okay, I'm done. It is really good to hear from you, Bob. How's everything been going? Oh, not too bad. I still haven't been out for a long time, but we're getting a bit, a bit hot here. But anyway, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, did I do, you were talking to something. In fact, the last poem that was you just played on there had to do mm-hmm. with cem- uh, cemetery or burial or something. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, did I do your epitaph for you? I don't remember if you did. You have to remember, okay. I hear tons of poems, three hours of poems all night long, so it is hard for me to kind of remember all of them. But I, I don't remember them by title, but I usually remember them by content. But it doesn't matter if you've read it here before, because we have 15 years worth of shows. We have all different kinds, millions of listeners that are all going to be hearing this at a different time. So the people that heard it last time, if you have already read it, aren't the same ones that are going to be hearing it this time. So it's okay. Read what okay, you feel well, like reading. Okay, this one, um, I'll give you a first one. This one is only a saying, and it's only five lines long, so I thought I'd put it out to you. It's called Your Epitaph. And it says, the day you are born, you begin to write your epitaph. So make the most of your life to make it an epitaph that people will remember you by. And that was written in 2015. That is very good words to listen to and live by. And die by. Okay, now I'm going to go to, you have a choice here. Do you want something uh, light or do you want something a bit heavier? <laughs> I've got one uh, that has to do with the heroes, or the pe- people that work with back, uh, the people in hospitals and so on. So you you, I want you to read what is in your heart to read because that's the one we need to hear. Okay, well, I have two that I'd like to do. Uh, and uh, just a minute now. Uh, heroes, there we go. Okay, Heroes, this is called Heroes All. And it's longish, but not that long. Uh, heroes All, the world is suffering from a pandemic with so many people getting sick. Some, some many, So many people are dying Families throughout the world are crying. Workers toiling everywhere, doing their best for the sick to care. There are heroes, both women and men, doing the very best they can. So show your appreciate what these heroes do, since they put their lives on the line, too. Seeing so many dying makes them sad. Those that recover make them glad. So I guess uh, this is a little saying I put at the end. Make sure you show these heroes how much you appreciate them by your gratitude for what they do for you. That's it. I love it. I'm glad you liked it. I absolutely love it. Not like love. Not like love. Uh, now, I want to do one other one for you, if I may. It's called Handicapped. I don't think we did that one. Which I don't remember doing it. I don't uh, remember. I don't think so, no, because I just picked it out tonight. Now, this one's called Handicapped. In other words, we're talking about people, right? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, here we go. Handicap. There's no such thing as they haven't so much to a job to bring. There are so many things they can do if given a chance by me or you. I know of one who works for me. He's opened my eyes and made me see. He only wanted the world to see that he had so many things, the ability. He looked at what I needed him to do, and when he started, all wonders did ensue. He did so well, I just knew exactly what I had to do. He was delighted in hearing what I had to say. That he, sorry, that was he was in charge from today. With tears in his eyes, he said to me, "Thank you, sir. I'll make you proud of me." Jim is an an epileptic and a little slow in understanding, but the work he does is great. And the saying I added to that was, handicap is only a word waiting for the door to an opportunity to open. Again, absolutely words the world needs to hear. Well, I try hard. You have a beautiful um, heart and a beautiful way of expressing yourself and a beautiful way of teaching the world how to be a better better world, how, how, how to make us all better. Thank you. You're very welcome. Do you want one more or do I have time for one more? Um, that was two, right? Yeah, well, it was one and a half or one and a quarter. Okay, yeah, the first one, yeah. No, I want to hear your second one. The first one was just okay. a little saying you read. That was fine. Okay, I'm just going to go and get it right now. And it's called My Darling, okay? My Darling mm-hmm. Thief is what it's called. My Darling, you were so smart. You just knew how to steal my heart. You gave a wink and an impish smile, and you knew that all, all the while. I was looking back at you, knowing you did my heart subdue. Okay, it made me fall in love with you. One look at your delicious luscious lips, I knew that I desired to kiss. And from that time, our arms did entwine. I knew I had to make you mine. End. Written in August Aww. 2015. <laughs> the heart of a poet, for sure. All right, Bob, tell everyone how they can find you, love. Okay, the only way you can find me would be on uh, YouTube, or not YouTube, sorry, Facebook, you can look up under Bob Top or look under groups. You'll find uh, Windsor, Windsor uh, writers, or you can look under Bob Top, and you can find all these things that I'm doing. Uh, and that's just one or two. And oh, motivational strip. I I do some in there, and I also do sayings and things like that. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job, honey. Appreciate you so much, and give Joy our love, okay? I shall do that, and we'll pass our love back to you, and you have a safe and wonderful day. You as too, honey. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye, love. Bye-bye. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 731. Mr. Michael, are you with us? Hello, Nala. This is Mark Todd calling from West Tennessee. It's very nice to hear your voice. Bob was on fire tonight. He was. Job, How are you doing, Michael? Outstanding as always. 
Whether I'm talking through my nose tonight for some reason. <laughs> I look you know, now good. I'm picturing like good. little lips on your nostrils, and it's really cute. Uh, I, feel, I sound like a duck. Anyway, no, you uh, your, your poetry thing is taking off like a rocket. I'm seeing it all over. My buddy, Dave Coons, one of my best friends, and, and Clarice, uh, Stormy Gale mm-hmm. Stormire on, on Facebook, and uh, several other people are jumping in and out of this. It's fun. I haven't posted any, but I occasionally throw some on Dave or Clarice's page. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's fun stuff. Mm-hmm. I saw the one that you wrote for your daughter. It was so beautiful. It was so sweet. Her birthday? Oh, okay. I can do that right now. It's my daughter's birthday. Her name's Caitlin Elizabeth. Her 31st birthday yesterday. And it's called Daughter. You were a surprise, as according to nature, you came on the scene. I beheld with eyes in awe of your miracle how these eyes did gleam. Just the perfect size, everything in order, our brand new Caitlin. Now as I surmise, you fulfill my hopes and dreams, your quest still unseen. With pride not disguised, I bow in your direction, best that's ever been. Dad, when he tries, falls short of expectations. You know what I mean? In you, my world lies, as I say. Happy birthday, my sweet 31. Dad. She is so beautiful. It made my heart happy. I think I even said that on the post. That made my heart happy to hear that. It's beautiful. And all haikus. Every one of them was a haiku. Yeah, and all the first lines and all the third lines rhymed too. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was that wasn't intended. I just looked at the end out and went, "Whoa, what a coincidence!" <laughs> it's just where your brain works. <coughs> I guess. <laughs> so uh, thank you for reading that. That was awesome. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I met this new girl this weekend. Are you cheating on me? Uh-uh. No. Okay. No, it's just okay. somebody I just met and. And every time I meet somebody new, I I just feel like I need to uh, intro. I need a letter of introduction, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I wrote this poem about this back nine years ago. I thought if I could just make a letter of introduction to hand anybody right off the bat, then you know that would just take you know good confusion away. And uh, <clears throat> it's called. Get to Know Me by Michael Todd. I enjoy walks on the beachfront, shadowed by sunset. Horseback riding, bareback, I fear the saddle horn. Crashing company picnics, such fascinating people I've met. On the rare occasions outed, I get off on the scorn. Can't get enough of animated cartoon character shows, especially those sandwiches between flicks at the drive-in. Runway models backstage, but not when striking a pose. Comics sold at discount, discovered in backs of bins. I adore the moments I find myself locked in the zone, although I don't have a clue what that might mean. By the time I grasped it, it would probably be gone. Had it in the palm of my hand, but it got away clean. I love to party just like it's 1999, although that's a lot of parties one might attend. 
My favorite holiday is Valentine's. Will you be mine? Hand-delivered are the best, just too personal to send. I think it's a blast to ride in a Jeep with top down, but only on designated trails with directional signs. Don't smile or you'll get bugs in your teeth and frown. Keep your game face on, keeping it between the lines. Water dripping from the tree, left over from the rain, even as the sun shines. I love the feel of an umbrella. When it comes to real storms, I would rather abstain. I never was much of a thundering lightning sort of fella. I love to read, especially a random holiday greeting card. I would rather lay in a hammock and have you read to me something rhyming with Snoopy or Donald Duck, not too hard to hold my attention. Would you mind doing this under a tree? An adventurer. I would have banked the California gold rush, pistol on my hip, shovel in hand as I mined for the gold. I can paint you a landscape. Just hand me an easel and brush. I can even paint you provocative if you might be so bold. If you could buy me on eBay, I would fetch a pretty penny. You can have me here free for the asking, nothing to hide. You must discern you won't get burned. My virtues are many. But truth be told, that part about beach walking, I lied. (laughs) You lied. You don't like walking on the beach. No, I just remember when in the newspapers in the uh, early 90s, they started the dating deal. I mean, everybody liked horseback riding. And long walks on the beach. Long walks yes. on the beach and margaritas and dancing in the rain. Um, yeah, probably that too. There's it just a few <laughs> things that are automatic to put out there for the dating in the newspapers. I was giving a shout out to that. Well, I there. think that you did a very good job of introducing yourself through that poem. Very oh, accurate. You get Wonderful. what you pay for, right? That's right. You know, it's really funny for someone who is so so full of surprises. You're not you you don't I want to say you you don't surprise for someone so full of surprises. And now I got to explain that because you are as genuine as genuine can be. What you see is what you get. But that doesn't make you transparent because you are full of beautiful magic and surprises. So how can that be? That's a pretty rare combination. That's how I see you. Well, thanks. But come on down here to the south. We're all like me. I've been to the south. And the only person I think you have found close to being like you is a waitress who didn't kick me out when I tasted tea for the first time and spit it all over everyone's food because it tasted like syrup. I had never had sweet treat tea before. Yep. Really? And she was adorable. What was her name? Her name was Janice. Where is she now? I don't know. She was the, the pig in barrel in South Carolina, but I don't know where she is now. I never saw her again, never talked to her again, but I'll never forget her. Pig and barrel. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's a, there's a pig and whistle. I think it's based out of California, too. That's a barbecue <laughs> place. But pig and barrel, I don't know about that one. 
pig, pig and bear, like pig and pig and pit. Like, sounds like Maybe a place I need Pig and pit. Okay. Maybe it was, I can't remember that's exactly. Great. I think it was pig and pit. I'm wrong. It's pig and pit. Well, that's great. By the way, the girl I met Sunday was working mm-hmm. in a restaurant, and I ordered barbecue. See how is there? How is everything so serendipitous? Serendipitous. That is a word that we don't use a great deal in the South, but we should. We should focus more Absolutely on that. Absolutely should. Ser- serendipity is a pretty cool thing. That's five syllables too. Just saying. Oh, you've used it before. No, it did okay. just, I just knew. I, I You're taking haikus first and last line. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, you're taking serendipity and refrigerator, and you don't have very far to go. <laughs> Actually, you don't have very far to go. Seven syllables, so there's your poem. <laughs> All right. It's time for me to step aside and make room for real poets. Us. There's a lot of people coming on tonight's show. All right, so I'm going to um, – you want to hang out with me and help me introduce the next caller? Do you have a minute? I've got about five minutes, and I've got a conference call. Okay. All right, if you have to hang up and go, just go, but I'm going to go ahead and bring our next caller. 702, you are on the air. Hey, what's happening? Word machinist Jimmy Ray in the house. Michael, what's going on? How you doing, Jimmy Ray? Great to hear you, buddy. Thanks, man. I'm doing wonderful. Uh it's great to hear you as always. I still can't beat you into the show, so uh, and I got to jump from you and Bob tonight. So uh, I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to be on the ropes here. Well, you'll you'll knock it out of the park as you always do, sir. I'm going to. Uh, I appreciate. Like when we like like when I call into the sports talk shows, I'm just going to say, now I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mike. Hi, Jimmy. You got a surprise tonight? Lila, what's going on? Yeah, I actually do. I have a couple of uh, surprises because that's just that's just how I roll. And, you know, we're here on the speakeasy, and the speakeasy of all places deserves surprises. It does. Now, it does. It do really you does. Have, it really does. Um, okay, so we've talked before about the machine. I don't know if you got a chance to read a fairly new poem I wrote, just called Machine. Um, I've explored it before in poems like Words in the Machine. And, of course, it roots back to my moniker, as it were, Word Machinist. And Word Machinist isn't just me. It's also, I believe, a descriptive term for any poet that that stretches the boundaries, you know, that really Mm -hmm. stretches your writing, your exploring styles, your uh, meshing with others uh, to extend even further. Um, You're doing spoken word um, and you're doing the spoken word as it should be as a performance uh, because that is the the next level. So we've talked about that and um, it's really, um, it's exciting because you, and it's a good night to read, to uh, read this because you talked about it earlier about the community, about all of the poets, about all of us. You know how individually we're like this awesome quilt that's just you know so many styles, so many voices. But we are a crazy together, quilt deluxe for sure. Absolutely, and when you put it all together, it's just it's incredible, and um, that's what the machine is. That's what that's what the machine is. The machine is all of the machine is us. It's what we do. 
it's our inner workings, it's all of our strengths and 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 our vulnerabilities and and what we put forth and what we get back. And uh, and then when you put us all together, all of these little machines together, you have one collective machine, and that's what that poem is about. It's not a long poem; it didn't need to be. Um, and I got a very strong, uh, very very strong response on that one from a good friend of mine. Uh, Todd Carter, and I thought it would be a wonderful idea if he would agree to help me um, portray this poem tonight on the show. So I don't know if you have him next to the lineup or if he's coming up, but would you be able to bring him on to read this? What is the area code? Let's see. I should know this. You should know this. I mean, you should know it more than I should. I know. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's the area code, you guys? Help me out here. Todd's in chat. He'll, he'll throw it out. Um, I'm pretty sure that it's 315. So I'm going to check. I'm going to check, okay? If I'm wrong, please forgive me. 315, you're on the air. You see how important I am? Now I can't even uh, remember my area code. I, I did, re- I did I'm not remember it. I'm not blaming no, you, No, that Nyla. just means that you need to call in more often. I love right? you, too. No, I, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy got me really pumped because when I read this poem, or prose, I'm going to call it, when I read this prose, it was like I read everything that, Jimmy Ray Davis has ever read probably, I probably read more poems of his and loved more poems of his than anybody on this planet. But that one just hit me. And then tonight, knowing that I was going to go read it, I was, I was on, uh, I was watching uh, Netflix and amazing, uh, amazing mitochondria um, or whatever it was came on. It's about mushrooms and about mycelia and how they all communicate through the forest, and how all mm-hmm. everything is like tentacles and neurons. And I thought about that poem, and I couldn't freaking wait to come out and read it tonight with him. <laughs> that is a great example. It is. I mean, it, it, tr- it truly is. It, it related to everything that Jimmy wrote in this poem about all of us, how we're all connected and whatever. And Amazing Mitochondria, if you've never seen it, is is one of the – Greatest documentary you'll ever Is the earthwide structure of of fungal network and how and how and how mitochondria can eat up oil spills and destroy bacteria. You know, it's really kind of funny because if you use your example and you use Jimmy's persona, what you've got is a post-apocalypse mushroom colony. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Which is like exactly. an incredible image. Think okay. about it. What, what, a, what yeah. a post-apocalyptic mushroom network underground look like with all of its rusty knobs yeah. and, and cobs. Well, and, according to them, that's where we're all going anyway. So, you know, <laughs> to become part of it I again. love that image. Hey, now listen. Now listen, I'm just an observer. I, I, don't, I hope we're not going there, but... Uh, you know, you can't ignore the, you can't ignore some signs. And, and well, I meant the ground. We'll, uh, I meant we're going back to the we'll, ground. We'll, you know what I'm saying? That's we'll, right. we'll write our we'll write ourselves. Yeah, uh, but Todd, um, it's a really it's, it truly is uh, an honor 
my brother. Well, yeah, no matter for me, here, man, uh, you wrote the poem with this fucking badass. You know what I mean? That's all I'm going to tell you. And, <laughs> and it's it's important to uh, reiterate that this is um, this really is Todd said it already, but this this poem really is for every everybody's for all of us, and um, and that's not just our circle where we started so long ago. You know, before the, before there was even a speakeasy, um, but. All of the new faces and the new voices and the new ink that we have gotten to experience since then, and even in very recent times, it's all of us. And, and I and I hope everybody listening really takes that to heart. You know, if you if you hear somebody on this show and and, and there's something about something they did that you want to you want to have a question about or you want maybe some advice or you want to just mesh some words together, you know, do it. Don't hesitate because we're all very uh, giving and accepting in that in that way. So um, definitely, and that's part part of that network that we have. Uh, so this poem is Machine, and uh, Todd, I believe you're going to start this out. So uh, whenever you're ready, let's do Machine. Let's knock it out of the park, bud. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the Machine, by the word machinish, Jimmy Ray Davis. There's a machine that rumbles in the heart of every poet, a leviathan of ink and creativity fusing with the soul until the words erupt like a sky full of raining hammers. The machine rumbles like a 69 Camaro chugging with intensity and a willful abandon that threatens to transcend the confines of page and screen. But the machine is not strictly built of poetic steel. It squeals with the long black power of prose, seismic cylinders of artwork and sketch, and the voracious engine of splintering spoken word. However, the machine doesn't stop there. No fucking way. There's an omnipotent beauty in the stark, cool fact that multitudes of little machines, with all of that unexpurgated power, are part of a bigger machine. A cybernetic Goliath comprised of all of our strengths and vulnerabilities, a juggernaut of unending inspiration and support, a tempest to the testament of all our blood, ink, and steel. A network that builds and grows and thrives. A behemoth of emotions and dreams that threaten to spill into the consciousness of every living, breathing soul. I am the machine. You are the machine. We, we are the are machine. The machine. And man, it is good. And Paul. And Paul. And it is good. Indeed. You guys, that was that was freaking magic. I wish me and Jimmy could yeah, perform together. <laughs> it's you know what and and really I gotta say, first of all, Todd, I could really feel I mean I could I mean, I could feel you from within on that one, man. You put a lot into that and you could you could really, tell he felt you, the words he was reading. I did. I felt, I felt it the day I read it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I even thought and, about, and you, in, in, in some respects, I thought about Rod Steiger earlier, which some people might not relate to, but I can. Jimmy might be able to. Night Gallery. Absolutely. Uh, Twilight Zone. You know, I, I don't know. Just I, the way I felt it when I read it. And, and Jimmy, well, it Jimmy did me proud just by asking me to come and read it with him because I love that poem. It's, it's awesome. 
and and you did and you did the words uh, you did the words justice. You did great, Todd. And 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 honestly, uh, and Nyla, just so you you know, just so you know, we didn't practice this. Um, we uh, I, I asked Todd, and he said yes. And uh, he said, "How do you want to do it?" So I just took a quick look at it. I found some good breaks. I thought it would be good breaks. I wanted him to start it. That was important, and I wanted him to end it. I don't know exactly why. It just felt right, and. Um, so, the, so there was uh, there was timing in the, in, in the stanzas, and Todd is right. This literally was written and posted as a large, unbroken piece of prose. Uh, but we went ahead and broke this um, into poetic form and and did the prose as stanzas, uh, which I thought was great. And I, and for never having uh, practiced it at all, which I wasn't, I didn't want to practice it. I wanted it to come, you know, I wanted it to come raw and real and straight from both of our hearts, and I think it did. And uh, thank you again, Todd. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Jimmy. Thank you for asking me, man. You know I love you, Brian. I love you too, buddy. Uh, Nyla, do you have you have Todd was next, right? Yes. Okay, so Todd, uh, if if it's not a problem, keep Todd on the air. I'm going to do one more, and then you'll have Todd be ready to go, and he'll he'll knock it out of the park as Perfect. he always does. And, um, and instead of me so, commenting, I'm going to let Todd comment at the end of your poem. Okay, That's, there you that go. For me. But you still might have to say something. Uh, so, um, so we, so we, and I, and I thought this would be a, I thought this would be an appropriate accompaniment uh, to to machine. And uh, we sometimes, you know, we all have views of ourselves as writers and as uh, as poets and spoken word performers. Um, and but we also have heard, if we've been doing this for as long, uh, especially those of us that have been doing this for quite a while. We've also heard through comments or narrative or, or, or um, spoken by others on the show here um, viewpoints of our work as well. So what I kind of wanted to do with this one, uh, this just came to me, and I'm on a, I'm on a crazy uh, careening ride right now. I'm literally spilling ink like crazy. So I'm, I'm Yeah, you are. It's it's yeah, and it's um, – and so I, I – this one just came to me. I wrote it very quickly, and this was kind of an amalgam of those viewpoints, you know, my own viewpoints of my work and style uh, from others, and we'll see how it goes. This is Ink Spiller, and this is another, and this is your other surprise now, because this is, like last week, this is a world premiere here on uh, Speak Easy. It hasn't been posted yet. Ink Spiller. I create worlds for you to read. In my poems, hearts always bleed. My voice is razors, bones, and grit. With every verse I spew and spit. Poor white trash, child of dirt. Stir your emotions, make you hurt. Make you smile till you are game. Make you cry, it's all the same. Call it need, call it lust, no matter what you think. Steal heart, bones to dust, I'll never stop spilling my ink. Dark soul who loves all friends. Try to break me, I won't bend. Look the devil in the eye. My spoken word made him cry. Black ink, twilight zone, deadlier than sticks and stones. Tantalize your inner brain, words falling, poet rain. Take my words, take them all, leave the kitchen sink. Stab me with your readership, I'll never stop spilling my ink. I make you scared. At night, reading me by candlelight, 
I make young girls scream. My gravel voice is their bad dream. Scarred neck, grizzled beard, more than just a little weird. Leather jacket, pen in hand, no undershirt, a wild man. Never stop until I'm dead, no time to breathe or blink. Hold me now or walk away, I'll never stop spilling my ink. And go. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I had some I had some blues ass music playing in my head because you know I love to play guitar. And as you were doing it, I started almost imagining you were singing, and that would make such a badass fucking blues jam. You have no idea. That was fucking well, badass. Well, let's do it, man. Let's do it. That was badass. I'm sorry, but you know I might be a little prejudiced, but that was that was fucking killer. Oh, I love that. I was I was thinking about all this music in my head when you were doing that. I was thinking about some your your old blues dude up there with your you know with your your beat up shoes, wore out <laughs> shoes and beat up guitar. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Plus that voice, it, man. You, know yeah, we, you got the you got the you got good. the blues man voice. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you got you got the guitar. <laughs> Um, oh man! Now I wish anyway, I would have. I wish you would have stuck her. I, I wish I would have set you minds. You could have done. You could have read mine with me tonight. Because now I got the only thing I can read after you is is my poem, the poet. That's the only thing I can that would even come close to what you just did tonight. You know, with the machine. I mean, what you wrote. That was awesome. It's gonna be fantastic, John. Um, so. Nyla, thank you. It's uh, honestly what a special night. Uh, a lot of good stuff tonight. It was great performing with Todd, and thank you, Nyla, as always. Uh, thank you, bro. Thanks for asking me to read with you. Absolutely, it was really my pleasure, and we and uh, thank you. Really Tell good. everyone how to find uh, you before you take off, Jimmy. Jimmy Ray Davis. Jimmy Ray Davis on Facebook. You know what? If I'm not your friend on Facebook, and you're on here, you're a poet. I'm a friend of all poets. Put the request in. We'll add you up, and we'll start sharing some ink. Uh, also, ReverbNation.com forward slash Word Machinist for all of my current recordings. Thank you, Nyla. Thank you, Todd. And I will go ahead and introduce the next poet. It is with uh, uh, with my heart, my heart all the way because this this is this is uh, this isn't just a good friend. This isn't just a great poet. This is uh, the embodiment of the machine. And um, it's it's been a crazy ride, and, and we're gonna keep we're gonna keep taking it. So everybody, please welcome my bro Ham, my bud, my friend, my brother, Todd Carter. Thanks for the introduction, Jimmy. <laughs> Fantastic sure. job. Good night, Jimmy. Thank you, honey. Right, no, Thank no, you, Jimmy. Thanks for asking me to read <laughs> with you, bro. Yeah. What a great introduction that was, eh, Todd? Yeah, that was, you know, because you know, I'm ready to hang Jimmy up my. Goes, I'm ready to just hand over the so microphone and sit back. back and listen to the rest of the rest of the show. Just let him run. <laughs> <laughs> me and Jimmy go so far back. If it wasn't for Jimmy and me and him getting in our very first poetry contest against each other on, on MySpace, like so many years ago, back in 2007. We've inspired each other ever since that day, and he's he's been like my cyber best friend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love the kid. 
Yeah. So, you know, there would not even I be a Speakeasy Cafe radio show were it not for Jimmy. Yeah, I, I, I know that. You know, what I mean, Jimmy, mm-hmm. Jimmy is a very he, important tag in the in the in the wheel. You know, I made I made wheel. a post on on MySpace a long time ago. I made a post, a mm-hmm. bulletin. I wrote a bulletin, and he commented on right. it. And it was that comment that, catal- that was the catalyst for the chain of events that led to me doing this show. That right. one comment well, that's he made. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I am glad you were here, my love. You did a great well, job I'm tonight. Well, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here too. You know, it's, like I said, it's not always easy every week. Uh, I don't know. I'm 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 getting hired on permanent. At this company that I've been working for for nine months last year and six months this year, and so I've been learning like five different new jobs. I come home at night and I just want to chill out and just you know. Sometimes I'm sometimes I'm sleeping by the time Kiki's in. Is that you know? <laughs> That's okay. I've got your phone number, so I'll just uh, yes, you know, if, if you're you asleep, that. I'll just um, call you and wake you up yeah. and say hi. Yeah, this you is me. Call, you're you on the air right now. By the way, do you have a poem? Yes, I do. So I'm going to read <laughs> no, that's my what poem. I'm going to do when I call you. If you go home and you fall asleep, yeah. I'm going to call you from the show oh. and wake you up and ask you that. And go, you got a poem for me? And I'll, I'll have to go to my Samsung notes and I'll pull up one. Okay, that works. You've been But warned. you know, like Jimmy said about the machine, okay? Mm-hmm. I wrote a poem last year called The Poet. And it's also about all of us. It's not about me. It's not about, you know, one person. It's about our whole community. Okay? So, without further ado, the poet. I used to post poetry and prose, and I'd check it every 10 minutes while hoping I was getting known. If I only got a few comments, I'd inwardly bemoan. What the fuck do these people have to be shown? Can I not dissect these magic seeds I've shown? Look at me. I'm a rising star. I'm setting the bar. By next year, I'll be a poet star. Delusional thinking, I now know. It takes a long time to learn timing, meter, and flow. What I really discovered, though, through patience and time, was that poetry isn't about making a name or garnering fame. And the truth is, if you're in it for money, then find another game. Poetry, for me, is more about making a deep connection, creating a complex mystery that begs you detection, sometimes metaphorically leading some misdirection as to decipher its meaning and deep reflection. It's not about collecting some fleeting affliction. Perfection. Sure, the affection is nice. Who doesn't love likes? Until the adulation becomes a vice. Not, not unlike Hawaiian ice. Getting high on yourself and your body advice. It's not about always reaching the masses. Sometimes it's about uplifting that one lonely soul that everyone passes without so much as a high as they skip on by as that person chokes back tears when they just needed a shoulder for absorbing a cry. Poetry, for me, should help people think with our voice or our aim, creating a soul phony, a mysterious pool from which anyone can drink, uplifting one's spirits when they want to shrink. Perhaps keeping one clean when their life's on the brink. Poetry for me is a lonely endeavor. I can't always be clever. There's no magic lever to create magic whenever. More than my shares get tossed to the land of the never. 
like bits of myself that to reveal feels like they've been suffered. I write to purge. It's not just an urge, not just an exercise of verbal splurge. If I keep my emotions internal, they become infernal, like hot magma released, becoming external. I prefer that purge so I don't have to journal, so I don't explode like a popcorn turtle. What a more fucked up world this would be in a world without poetry. Who would describe the magic of illuminated, shimmering waves, the soothing swish of ebb and flow beneath an iridescent moon in which two lovers bathe as you're suddenly drawn into the mist and the magic of a secluded island cave. And when I read yours, I discover these are things that I crave. Who would decipher the mystical message written on a haunting forest wind, whistling through pristine pines that would otherwise be hid, like a box filled with jewels where you, the poet, unlocks the lid? The poet brings these surreal images and complex feelings to life, sometimes with the precision of a surgeon's knife, because deep to the soul through emotive spoken word are the revealing truths that we write. The poet, though, isn't just a writer. The poet is a fighter, an emotional igniter, using soulful expression and words as the lighter. The poet has lived these things, felt them deeply, like the craggy-voiced musicians who have lived their blues, proud of their beat-up guitar and their well-worn shoes. The poet experienced the intricate puzzle-like passages they lay out for you in thought-provoking hues in hopes they'll be viewed, even though they're oftentimes misconstrued. Sometimes writing is an out-of-control fire that fills us with ire that literally makes us perspire with the note-bending tension of a Hitchcock suspense soundtrack's piano wire, hungry for more now, where the fear becomes desire. The poet takes us out on the edge of a skyscraper's ledge, sometimes spilling our mind with a literary wedge. The poet can bring out the torrid passions of two lovers in breathless climax on a sweltering hot summer night, describe the thrilling sensation of a lover's sensual bite, make you long for the alluring succubus dressed in white just before she takes your life. More than ever, this world needs the poets. Many people are sitting in isolation, all alone and filled with frustration, feeling like their lives have little meaning, suffering from financial premium. Then they watch the news and everybody's screaming, their brains shutting down from all the streaming. It's up to all the writers to bring back the meaning. And all. <laughs> How much fun did you have with the word play on that? You know, you get five million kudo points just for the fact that that you match journal with popcorn kernel. Yeah, well, you know, I, that's what I love to do. I mean, I do. I mean, that's you know, I used, I you know, I can write I can write metaphor. You know, I can I can write poetry, but I like sort of like spoken word. I like writing spoken word, and I like rhyme schemes and. You know, that's mm-hmm. playing with words, like you said. I like, I love the word. You know, that's, I don't know. Just that kind of stuff comes natural. Maybe it's from from writing lyrics, you know, when I was in my 20s and teens and stuff like that. I don't know. But, but I like to do it. That's the kind of stuff I like to do. 
So it was it was a challenge, but you do it very well. You do it very well. Well, thank you, Grandma. Fantastic job, sweetheart. So, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come and visit with you. Well, you can you can, you can find me at uh, Todd A. Carter on Facebook. Um, you know, not much else to tell. I mean, I have some other I have other sites, but I haven't really done anything with them. Black Spot. Uh, I think it's the same thing, Todd A. Carter, but there's no new stuff there. So, pretty much. Facebook is where you can find. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you doing your playing around with the haikus, having fun supporting and and uh, you know inspiring. Yeah, you know now I'm sorry. I started it and then I kind of gave up on it. I I skipped a couple of days and then I went. Well, Todd, you skipped the two days and then you know. You know that happens a lot, but that that is an excuse. I have. I have thousands of haikus I could be doing. Yeah, so you just start back I'm, up tomorrow. If you miss a day, it doesn't I, mean you – people use that as a crutch. I do that – I talk about that around New Year's Eve, right? I'm, I'm going to bring yeah. this up because it's an important thing. You were doing yeah, really good, almost, and then you missed a couple of days, and it's like, oh, I missed a couple of days. Uh, so yeah. people you do that, and they quit because it's like, I'm, so what? You're human. You missed a couple of days, you guys, at doing whatever your goal was. That doesn't mean you get to quit. That means you hit a yeah, speed bump. It means you fell down. You know, don't stay down and lick your wounds. Get up, brush the dirt off, and keep going. So, Todd, I want you back on that haiku bus tomorrow. Uh, actually, I already have one that you're going to be seeing tomorrow. So good. I already I good, thought of good. one today, and I just didn't post it. So <laughs> I think I'm just going to join, you know, jump back on the bandwagon again for a while. But I do like your – listen, I like your uh, your prompt tonight. Um, I wrote it down, but if so, if I got it wrong, I'm sorry. But uh, uh, blackout, blackout, uh, blackout poetry, yeah. Poetry. Okay. Now, here's what I wanted to ask you. I asked you in chat, but you didn't answer me. Are you allowed to add your own stuff, or only use completely everything that's in that article? No, that you read? can only use what's on the paper. Okay. And I'm going to be posting right. some examples of that. Uh, some that have been done on my page after the show. So watch my page, and you'll see some examples of what it looks yeah. like. Okay. Yeah, I will. I always, I always watch your page. I wish you watched <laughs> mine as much as I watch yours. I wish I was online as much as I used to be. I feel so bad, I you guys. Know. Please don't hate me. I don't, sweetheart, how, how could I ever hate you? Because oh, I'm just, you know, I just, I you know, I I'm you. not on here as much as I used to be. It just doesn't happen that way anymore. So. But I, I love what you do. I appreciate what you do. You've been doing it for so long. That's why I support the show. And, um, and thank you for uh, whatever, however I won something. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited. I got your address. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. And you got my phone number, too. So use it. Okay. With so that, you can introduce your uh, will you, next Will person. you please, very slowly, once again, repeat your information? I just got a message from Michael Emerald, my dear sweet Michael, who sends me little tidbits as he's listening to the show every week, and it says suggestion. Can you please repeat the poet's contact info? Most of the time I have no idea what they said. So you guys, there you have it. You need to slow down and make sure that people can understand your contact information, your Facebook pages, how they can find you. Yes. I can be found at... Todd A. Carter, 
T O D D, two D's, right? Yep, two D's. A Carter. I don't know what the other little things are that Facebook puts on there, 21, 37, whatever. I don't know. But Todd, uh, Todd A. T-O-D-D-A, Carter. And also, um, to get to my my page, Todd A. Carter, if you forget, there's the Collected Works of T.A. Carter on Facebook. That's a white page that, you know, I don't do much with, but if I see a friend request or whatever there, I can find people from that page. So I just don't do much with it. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, Todd. Great job tonight and appreciate you so much. Well, thank you, honey. Have a good <laughs> night and uh, looking forward to listening to the rest of the poets. I as well. Thank you, sweetheart. And we'll talk to you next week. And if okay. you need me to write your work and uh, a note so that you don't... Uh, you can you can be off to read for the show. Let me know, and, and I will call you. I will call you and wake your butt up while you're sleeping to read on the show. <laughs> now that now that you know that I'm going to do that, then I I have free reign, right? I, that's right. I I okay. gave you my number for a reason. All right. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Todd. Thank you so much, honey. All right, now. Thank you. All right, guys. So Michael brought up a really good point. Um, Michael doesn't call in and read on the show, but he listens every single week. And I absolutely adore this man. He's wonderful. And, you know, I think that we get used to being a community so much that we forget there's other people out there. And one of the things that you should remember, and let me count this so I I get it right, we have one, two, three, four, Five. Five of the people who sponsored our show, who sponsored, put money up, and helped cover our broadcasting license this year. Five of, five of them. Yeah, five of them. Five of them are not readers. They are not people who call in and, and read on the show. They're listeners. So you guys need to remember that this community is much bigger than just you. And even though we may all know you, and I've probably known you since the beginning of time, there's people out there like Michael Emerald right now listening that don't know you. And that can happen any given week. That can happen any given night, any episode in our archives. Someone could pop up and listen to a show from 14 years ago. So this, the information that you give out is really important, introducing yourself clearly and giving your link so that people can understand it and um, are able to find you. Those are really important things because, believe it or not, my dear Mr. Emerald is proof of that. There's people looking for you. All right? So make sure that you give that information clearly and uh, and know that there are people who need that. It's important stuff. Okay, let's go ahead and bring on – I've properly spanked you now, so let's go ahead and grab, grab our next caller. We have area code 219. 219, you are on the air. Oh, no, wait, wait. 219, you're not on the air. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. It's Levi's next. 219, you're going to be after the next caller. All right. Sorry, Levi. So one of the things, technology being what it is, it sometimes messes up. All right. So I always handwrite everything out, paper and pen. I am a paper and, paper and pen girl. So I write down, as you call in, I write down the lineup on paper. And the board hiccuped, and Levi got booted and called back in, and I want to make sure he doesn't lose his place in line. So we have Levi, then we have 219, and we're going to follow that by 346. All right, 346 will be after them. 
Okay, so let's go ahead and three, four, two, two, where are you? Where are you, Levi? I think this is the right one. Levi, are you with us? I'm with you, Nyla. Okay, so I have two five seven fives. I have a five seven really? five four and a five seven five seven, and okay. I don't know who the other one is then. But the I other don't know. One, I, w- I wonder if that's my friend. Um, I don't know. She was well, going to listen to me tonight, so I don't. Okay, I don't, I don't so remember her number. But. In. All right, so that's that's a good thing to point out. So five seven five, and then the next number in the is seven. You are not in the lineup. If you did want to come on and read tonight, press one. If you you are here, just hanging out and listening. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you. And if you change your mind at any time, you can press 1, and that will allow us to bring you on. But, yes, you can call into the show and listen without reading. All right? Yeah, and, two, and I think two, that's what four. she's doing. There we go. We got 224. Okay. All right, so we're good. All right. Levi, it has been a while. I keep coming over and stalking your page just to see what you're doing and what's going on. I been, yeah, I've been just. Busy, sick, busy, sick, you know. You know, it's okay to have a life. I know you guys have lives. You don't have to be here every <laughs> single week. But when you are not right. here, you are missed. When you're not mm-hmm. here, you are thought about. And it doesn't matter how long you're gone. When you come back, you're going to find a place at the table still set with your name on it. So, Aww. you know, this well, is home. Awesome. This is where, you know, whenever you want to come. I, I, I know you guys have lives. But just know that when you're not here, you're still here with us. Okay? Yeah. That's awesome. And I really appreciate you. I love your show. Always have. And I've been listening. I absolutely adore I mean, I've been you. reading for like what? How many years now? Maybe like five or six? Something like that. I know that, I wasn't yeah. from the beginning, but um, that's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me see if I can figure that part out while you read your poem. Yeah. And um, I think the other number... That's New Mexico 575. I do believe that's Mache. I'm just going to – she's probably listening, so I'm going to give a shout-out to her. And she wanted to tune in and listen. So, hey, Mache, <laughs> if you're listening. Okay. So I think you started reading around May of 16, 2016. Okay. So that's Probably a little years. bit before that. Probably a little bit before that. Probably a little before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. How can you just – can you just, like, pull that up? What the hell? <laughs> How'd you do that? <laughs> Can't you see this? I'm, that I'm a I'm a big black woman with a turban on my head, and my name is this right. Leo, and I know all things for 1995. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right, well, I thought you were gonna like. Well, I'll get back to you in a week or so and tell you when you first came on. You're like two seconds later. Oh yeah, came on in 2016. Yeah, it was about 2016. <laughs> Cool. Actually, it was cool. right around May 12, 2016. Awesome. Okay. Well, I um, I brought a poem and several little haikus to read. Several little haiku. Um, the first one I'm going to read is a poem entitled, and I might have read this before, but I know you don't care about that, and uh, it just got published in um, the lunch ticket from Antioch University, Los Angeles. 
and it's called A Letter to the Dead Grandmothers That Raised Us. For friends and for myself. The tip of my pen leaks forgiveness. Jotted spaces between line pages. I seek your redemption. My encapsulated words remind me. I swallow memories like the Xanax you popped. And the whiskey you chugged to forget me. I stumble through my thought maze. Like gods on the run. My tongue coated with smoke grenade juice. Hiding every feeling behind every word. I'm lost without your hatred. Though your hatred is why I'm lost. Songs of my incandescent love overshadowed by nightmares you placed in my wake. My mind is my amulet of security. Better than any plastic Jesus you kept wrapped around your neck or layered in your throat. Poverty of the soul was what you specialized in. Yet you kept your God on standby, your hands, slapping the demons from my flesh, beating the gay from my body with your Bible-shaped fists to remind me of the purity and the normalcy. Coffin lids remind me of your faith, a closed-off songbird that eats the flesh of other young birds. I don't pray to the same God you prayed to. I don't worship the same God you shoved down my throat as a child. I wish you were back. Although I do not miss the history between us, you fought me at every step of the walk in my shoes, but I trod on comfort land now. I do not wade in your gayless submerged waters. I sing the songs of joyous birds. I pray to a God that's accepting the tip of my pen may leak forgiveness in this letter, but my heart will forever spew the hunger of needing your approval. You're gone now, and I can be forever cherished for who I am. This is the path of my destiny, diamonds in the eyes of the future in peace. Wow. See, this, folks, is why I stalk him, make sure he's okay, make sure that he, and keep inviting him every single week, <laughs> even though I know he's busy, is because we need <laughs> this kind of miracle in our life. Uh, I appreciate you, Nyla. I appreciate you. Yeah, and like I no said, that piece, just, that piece got accepted about, I don't know, a month or so back, and then it, uh, no, probably two months, and then it just came out in Lunch Ticket, um, last week so that's very exciting i am very proud of you thank you well um i'm gonna i'm gonna get off in a few minutes but in a moment or two i just wanted to read several uh traditional haiku Mm -hmm. and there are five seven five of course um and uh i'll just start reading a couple of these um the first one Splinters kill fingers as fingers pull the trigger to splinter the mind. Second one. I tried to exit, to enter the pasture's smile, but I forgot my home. Second one. I mean, third one. 
killing a beetle was like taking a knight's life armored with regret. Fourth one. My throat fills with spite, encumbers the taste of shame. My foot kills the ant. Fifth one. Smashing the acorns reminded me of heartache when he broke my will. Six, I catalog glass. Shards of my life seem too close to call remembrance. And the final one, the seventh. I am a mirror, reflection of my own time. Glass always breaks here in pieces. How often do you write haikus? I try to write them, well, I know you want me to write one daily, but I don't do that. <laughs> no excuses, I know, but so I try to write to them at, at least several a week. I'm not the boss of you. I know. I try to okay. write Even though I would like to be the boss of all of you, I'm not. I have I have to admit my limitations. <laughs> admit my limitations, but you know, right? It's okay as long as you just don't stop doing it. You don't have to do it every day if you can't do it every day. If you don't do it, if you miss a day, if you miss a week, I don't care. Just keep them yeah. up. Yeah. No, yeah. I I write several a week. You're very good at them. There was a couple of them that, out of the seven, there's probably three or four of those. Mm-hmm. Three, maybe four, that I would put in a book. Not meaning cool. that they aren't all good. Yeah. But meaning that three of them are great. Awesome. I appreciate so that. You should definitely keep writing and, and keep them all in one place, either all in one file or, you know, one Word document or one journal or something like that. Yeah. They're handy. And once you get, you know, I say write them for a year because if you write a haiku a day every year or for 365 days, whichever comes first, you're going to have 365 haikus to go through. And you're going to have a bunch of silly ones and some dumb ones, and you're going to have some crappy yeah. ones, and you're going to have some great ones and then some okay ones. But you're going to come out with at least between 40 and 60 that are really good. And you're going to have a book of haiku. And any poet worth their weight, their, their weight in salt should have. It's like an appearance for an actor. It's like an appearance on Saturday Night Live. You just ain't nobody unless you've been on there. You know, Every poet yeah. should have a book of haiku. Because yeah. those are little windows into a poet's soul. You don't get to hide mm-hmm. behind a bunch of flowery words. And so, you know, I encourage you, because there were some beautiful ones in there, I encourage you to keep that up. Keep, keep writing. Well, thank you. I, I love haiku. Welcome. And I, I try to do, like, the more experimental haikus and stuff, and I, mm-hmm. I'm okay with those, too, but I like the traditional 575, you know. Yeah, and think about the blackout poetry that I'm we're going to be working on for the next months or so. However, I mm-hmm. long decide I can milk this for. <laughs> How long yeah. I can keep you guys occupied with it? Um, you know, you could even do haikus out of that with those. Oh, cool. You know, so yeah. doing the watch on my page. I'm going to be posting examples of blackout poetry. We're going to be doing those. If you write them and post them, on, if you do them and post them, the pictures on my page, then you're entered into a contest, which is always fun because you get goodies. Um, into awesome. a drawing. I don't do it. I don't do contests judging poetry. I just whoever participates goes into a drawing, and 
then yeah, a then winner gets randomly... drawn because I'm not I'm not judging y'all against each other. The world does that yeah, yeah. enough. I'm not going to be the one that does that. So participating, you get in, put into the drawing. So watch for that, you guys. Watch for the information on that that I put on my page, and and definitely um, I think that'd be something fun that you could. I I think you would really embrace it when you see what we're doing. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah, and I got I got lots of stuff in the works. I mean. Well, not in the works, but I have some pieces out to really big publications. Let's just cross our fingers and hope some of them go through, you know. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I may I may set up a time where I do I do a because um, I have a a workshop I want to put together on submitting poetry, and you do that quite a bit. I mean, that, that you're I do. not intimidated All or afraid of doing that, and. You know, it's something that's very scary for a lot of people for a number of different reasons. And yeah. it should be something that's fun and emotionally totally indifferent to you. You know, yeah. and and it's I hard to have like, that indifference to it. But I can tell that you, you, you send yourself out into the world with that expectation and you feel such joy when it comes back rewarded. You know, but I, oh, I can yeah. tell just I by really the way do. you talk about it that you don't, you don't take it I, personally. At least I don't feel. Yeah, I don't feel like you take it personally. I feel like you just, you oh, know, you spread your no. love and joy, you and you rejoice in what comes back to you. And I think that's, that's exactly what I'm looking for and trying to explain to people. So I think that I may have you help me with that if you uh, if you're game. Oh, that would be I'm awesome. Going. Just hit me up anytime. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my brother. Let me just say this real quick. My brother is a writer. And he he's really good, but he has trouble with, like, getting stuff out there, you know, because he, he might not want to get rejections and stuff like that. But I tell him, I'm like, dude, you're really good. I've gotten so many rejections, rejections it's unbelievable, but I've gotten quite a bit of acceptances too. So, mm-hmm. you know, just you got to outweigh the bad with the good, and you got to just keep going, keep plugging, and don't ever take no for an answer, just say, okay, they said no, next, you know, <laughs> go to the next person. 90% of the time person, that so. a poem is rejected, it has absolutely nothing to do with a poem. It means they've already yep. got, you know, 20 poems about pumpkins, and they're only going to post one. Or absolutely. you didn't follow the guidelines in submission. Or your poem wasn't edited, mm-hmm. and there's grammatical punctuation errors. Or, it ha- I mean, it has absolutely nothing to do with the content of your talent at all. It's some little technicality yeah, or most, availability. Yeah, most of the time or, it doesn't. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so every poem has a home, and I've got some poems that are living proof of that. You know, I took a picture. Mm-hmm. I, I was writing a poem one time. I didn't have any paper. I was laying in bed. I grabbed a pen, and I wrote it on my thigh, the poem. Yeah. And then there was a awesome. picture <laughs> poem thing, submit. So, And I had taken a picture of my of my pen writing this poem on my thigh because I thought, well, that's artistic, you know. And I submitted that picture to a journal that did, and it got published. I mean, that's silly. That a silly, stupid little thing I was writing, you know, but, you know, so yeah. every home has a phone. I mean, everything. Home, you just have to find it. Everything has merit. Don't ever throw anything away. I, I have boxes and boxes of old scraps of paper, napkins, everything, where I write, where I've written down every single thing that I've ever written, and I keep it in boxes in my storage, so... I hear you. See, I I knew you were from my tribe. (laughs) Oh, girl, you don't even know. (laughs) Oh, girl, you don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Let us know how those goes, the ones you have out. And then watch my page because this week, which segues very well into this, I am going to be posting on my page this week a whole bunch of journals that are accepting submissions. Awesome. So if you're looking awesome. at, you know, looking at finding some or submitting for the first time, you guys just, just watch my page because some of those will be up there. Okay. And I can I can attest because she's posted a couple on there and I've submitted and got accepted. One was Outsider Poetry. I think I told you. Mhm. Outsider Poetry. You posted that link and I submitted and they they featured my book and everything and it was really cool. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, All right, Levi. Go tell ahead. everybody. Yep. Who, how they can find me. Yep. I'm on it. <laughs> uh, you, my name is Levi. L E V I. J M E R I C L E Miracle. You can find me on Facebook under Levi J Miracle or on my writing page, The Writings. That's R W H W R I T I N G S, The Writings of Levi J Miracle. And I'm also um, on Poets and Writers Database. I have a song that is going different magazines and stuff, Whiskey Deep. It's won some awards. It's just really cool. And um, just a little side note, um, went to the cancer doctor about a month ago, and he said it has not spread, so I'm good to go. So that's just awesome. So I love everybody. I wasn't going to ask, but thank you for telling me that. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Really happy. So he said I don't even need to come back for another, like, six months. So I'm good. I'm good to go. Amazing. All right. Thank you yeah. so much, sweetheart. I am so happy to know that. Awesome. And watch All my right. page. Well, say that again? Watch my page. I'll put some stuff up there you're going to want to see. All right. Sure will. Okay. All right, baby. Thank you so much, honey. Love you, Nyla. Love you too, sweetheart. All right. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. That was Levi Miracle, L-E-V-I-M-E-R-I-C-L-E. Levi Miracle on Facebook if you want to find him. All right, our next caller. Dun, 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 dun. Um, do you want to let area code 224 and 5757 know that you are not in the lineup? If either of you want to come on the air and read 224, press 1, and that will let me know that it's okay to unmute you. I'm not sure if I know who 224 is. And 575, I don't know that number either, since that one is not Levi. If you guys want to come on the air, just press 1. If you're here just listening, appreciate you guys. Thank you for hanging out. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. I'm going to give the next three callers so you kind of have a heads up where you are. We have 219, or excuse me, 347, and 573. Those are our next three callers. So let's go ahead and get Brother O on here. 219, you are on the air. Hey, now how you doing? Absolutely wonderful, sweetheart. Sorry about that. I mixed myself up on the board. But we have you here uh, now, and I'm excited. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. So what is going on with you? What did you bring us this week? Give us all the news. Well, I'm still here waiting. I um, feel like I'm getting close, you know, progressing on my... Uh, on my poetry project here at the hospital, I did uh, 
recorded two poems a day, including my testimonial piece. They said I wouldn't. I did those two poems in five takes in 45 minutes. And uh, come to Long Night, he saw I'm doing two more next week. Two more poems of my choosing next week. And the beauty of the project of me as a person, I get to get to pick. What are you doing, Brother o, what are you doing with your phone? Because it keeps cutting out. Are you on speaker the signal, tonight? The signal here, the signal here is not, not very strong on my okay. on Well, my don't side wiggle around a whole bunch, okay? Yeah, the, the signal is not very strong, so... Uh, yeah, as I was saying before, I complete creative control and... Uh, Going well so far. Awesome. I've been at, at been at this thing recording recording for the past two weeks, and uh, it's been a really great experience. I've learned a lot, and it's still uh, yeah, progressing. What are you going to share with us tonight, sweetheart? This poem is called Living with a Chip on My Shoulders. Although I'm one of the most well-known, respected, and influential poets in the Chicago and Northwest Indiana poetry community, a three-time National Spoken Word Award winner for Poet of the Year, a poet who has shared stages with many household names and legends in the national poetry community. A poet who puts in tireless work, effort, and dedication to his craft. A poet who has the capabilities to achieve goal status someday. And, see, over the last 12 years, yours truly still lives with a chip on my shoulders. Although I'm the living example of resilience, the living example of determination, the living example of perseverance, the living example a real black manhood, a living example of faithfulness, and a living example of patience, yours truly, still is the chip on my shoulders. Although I'm a survivor of many medical conditions, an overcomer of a speech impairment, a survivor of bullying, a real-life overcomer, graduate from both high school and college, despite being placed in special education classes, your truly still lives with a chip on my shoulders. Brother, why did you live with a chip on your shoulders after all that you have accomplished in your credible life? My dear brothers and sisters, when you were not expected to live past your first birthday, when you were not expected to graduate high school, go to college, when you were at least like to see and expected to fail in everything that you were telling when you were bullied, ridiculed, and made fun of regularly, when you struggled with low self-esteem and feelings of being good enough, when you were expected to end up either dead or locked up in jail or prison, when you were expected to end up being addicted to drugs and alcohol, when you were told that you were crazy for even doing poetry, when you were told that you were style of poetry didn't match the criteria of being a quote-unquote spoken word artist. You were passed over and overlooked 
intentionally because of your disability, especially when you support everybody. When you're told that you were not, you were last in the poetry game for a year. When you were told that you had absolutely no chance to be featured on showcases and doing great things that I'm doing now. And when you were criticized for not having lyrical abilities, that's why I still live with a chip on my shoulder even to this day in poem. Chip on the shoulder still to this day. Now, I, I love the saying that says, you know, I, I forgive, but I don't forget, which doesn't mean you carry around a pot and stir up shit or pull things out of it anytime it's convenient for you. If you forgive, take responsibility of that and forgive. But don't ever forget the lessons you learn. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I will do, do put this form on my project, too. <laughs> Those people that still still doubt doubt my still doubt me after all after twelve years. I definitely gonna put this one on there too. I'm thinking about putting it on there. I probably will, knowing me. <coughs> exactly. Are you going to are you going to read two or are you just going to no, I'm just going to do one tonight. Okay. All right. Well, then, you need to do well, me a favor. Well, I'm going to tell the, tell the people where they can find me. Exactly. Well, brothers and sisters, you can find me on uh, on Facebook under the name of my brother O'Gatley. I have uh, recently posted a lot of my poetry on Facebook Live. The videos are up. Writing new material, I'm working on my project here at the hospital, and uh, and do and uh, just continue to get myself back, get myself back, get myself back to this stage. And as soon as I get this new heart and uh, recover and all that good stuff, so just so I'm just taking it one day at a time, you know. And thank you. For your support, even while I'm going through what I'm going through now. Thank you. Thank you for letting us share your life with you and go through and be a part of what you're going through, letting us be your friend and your strength and, you know, share in this journey with you and be able to support you the way we do. Thank you for that. You're welcome. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You're going going through some rough shit right now. For those of you who don't know, Brother O is sitting in the hospital right now waiting for a heart transplant, and he has been in there for a while. And um, you know, still he's here every week, and he shares and he reads, and, you know, our love is all right there with him. And just proud of the way you keep yourself going, your attitude, your strength, the way you're constantly reaching out to help teach the world to be a better place, sharing your opinion, you know, not being timid in doing so is something I respect very much and just appreciate you. Appreciate you very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome, sweetheart. And we will talk to you next week? Yes. Awesome. All right. Tell everyone your Facebook page one more time. Oh, my brother, old Gabney. And the only change I made to it is uh, 
My first name is legally spelled with two R's instead of one. So I'm easy to find. Just check it out and uh, post a lot of lot of post a lot of good stuff on there, positive stuff anyway. So just check out my page. If you need any inspiration or words of positivity, just check it out. Perfect. Check out one of my videos on Facebook. Definitely. And share with your friends if you if you can. <laughs> we will indeed. Thank you, Brother O. Appreciate you so much. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 347. 347, you are on the air. Hi, Nyla. It's Star Severin. <gasps> oh, my God. I'm holding my heart and laying on the floor right now. <laughs> I need CPR quick. Somebody crawls with the phone. <laughs> My beautiful, beautiful, beautiful love. Oh, my God, I am so happy right now. I cannot even tell you. I know it's been a while. Sorry. But I've been really no, busy, don't say but... sorry. It's okay for life to happen. It's okay for you not to be here. But mm-hmm. just know you're always here. Like I said earlier, oh, my God, I love you so much. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> yeah, it was good to hear um, you guys in the beginning. It was good to hear Jimmy and Levi. Yeah. Um I've been uh, I have a few things going on, but I, I wanted I figure I read a few quick short little pieces and let you guys know a few things that I have going on, um, and then just skip away real quick. <laughs> please, 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 the mic is all yours. You do what you want. <laughs> okay. I have a really really short one. They're like bad haikus. The heart is a beast that must be tamed. Refrained. Refrained in the cage. Fickle, fickle. How my heart is tickled. Don't fall in love with me. Please. Please. Be wary. For I love with a furious rage. That's the end of that. I love with that. I love. I love that. You know, love is not always pretty and nice and neat and tidy with pink ribbons. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's ferocious and bloody and wild and dangerous. And you know, you've been warned. <laughs> <laughs> Please put your tray in an upright position to distinguish all flammable objects. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. I like um I love writing about love. I love love. And um you know, and um uh, there's there's so many you know, different dynamics to love. You know, the whole spectrum of it all. You know the the ecstasy and and the darkness. It's uh, it's like life. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. It's um, it's a it's a classic, uh, you know, topic that my virgin muse wrote about a lot. Emily Dickinson, um, love. Death, 
gardening. <laughs> I know, you know the important things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to settle you... one. Okay. Hmm? What do you want to ask? Oh, I asked if you were going to read another one, but you answered oh, me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so another little short one. He held me while knowing he could still lose her to the winds of self-sabotage, therefore nearly killing himself. That's the end. Wow. See, you you are absolutely brilliant. I, I was going to say bullet poet, but it's not that. Your 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 poetry is like a knife on the neck, quick, like fast, that. fierce. It it is. It's 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 it cuts deep and cuts clean, and leaves an impression and lingers. And you know, you you don't write you you write about beautiful things, but you don't write beautifully. Mm. Or you don't write, and that, I shouldn't say it that way. That's not the right way to say it. You don't write fluffy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. You've never written fluffy. You know, you write from a very real place in human nature, a really deep place in the female psyche that a lot of women are afraid to tap into because it's not all ribbons and lace and painted lips and perfect nails and crinoline. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is something that I have always admired and respected so much about you as a poet and have responded to so strongly in the way that you write and the things that you read and you share. Because of that, I absolutely love that about your writing. See, you thought I forgot you, huh? <laughs> I love your love. <laughs> so you have something pretty cool coming up because you've been gone for a while. You've been dealing with a lot in your life and juggling a lot of things and spinning a lot of plates. And so yeah. I was very, very excited when um, I found out about this event coming up. So I would like to know if you would like to share and tell people what you are doing. Uh, sure, of course. Um, I have uh, a couple of things. Um uh, well, I don't have a Facebook account, but thankfully I have some friends on Facebook spreading the word about a chat I'm going to have with Noreen um, on YouTube. It's going to be a live streaming event. It's going to be on June 28th, mm-hmm. Tuesday, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And... um there should, uh, if uh, anyone wants to, like, find the links, uh, you can find them on Facebook at Noreen Ann Snyder's page, or you can find them uh, at my Instagram page at, at Star Severon, uh, and star with two R's, at Star Severon, S-T-A-R-R, Severon, S. E V E R O N. And um you can also Google Star Severon and probably see some stuff around at Home Hunter and some other places, Reverb Nation. You could hear some poetry I have out there. 
And um, I also have um, a piece right now at a gallery in um, the waterfront area in downtown Yonkers in New York. Uh, It's called the Blue Door Art Center. And um, we had to, uh, I, I submitted, very last minute, and you could submit up to six pieces. And I said, hey, let me just, uh, just try. <laughs> so I sent in one I sent in one piece, and I, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no. And then I get a phone call, and they're like, they tell me I'm in. <laughs> get it together. <laughs> get it together. Get, get it together, woman. You're here. <laughs> yeah, so... It's uh, so the show. The theme is called Mirror Mirror, and it's about self-portraiture. And um, I've always loved portraits. Um, it's a, something. Uh, uh, it's a favorite of mine when it comes to photography. And um, it was a, a digital self-portrait. And um, I have the the pieces in the gallery, of course, in self, and also on their online gallery where you can find at bluedoorartcenter.org forward slash S-I-L-E-D dash D-E-L-I-S. That'll lead you directly to my, on, to my, to my piece that's on the online gallery. So, again, that's bluedoorartcenter.org dot org forward slash celed dash delice and again you'll also see that if you come to my instagram page which is at star severon perfect and um those are the two things i have going on currently the closest and then i'll have an exhibition coming up at the same blue door art center and um, that's going to be a, a theme of summer waves. Perfect. And I've got your Instagram page, and I'm popping that into the chat room for you. Oh, yeah, I quit Facebook like cigarettes. <laughs> I don't know. I quit smoking millions of years ago, but there's still days I would gnaw through a wall like a rat just to smell someone's secondhand smoke. <laughs> <laughs> not even a lie, and I have not smoked in eons and eons and eons, but there are still days I'll tell you <laughs> not a very not a very pretty thing to say, but that is the truth <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's crazy. It's so good to hear from you, sweetheart. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you being here and calling in. You, you have too. no idea what a gift this is. I've missed you. I sent you a happy Mother's Day uh, message, um, and um, uh, I I didn't hear back from you, but it's good to hear you you now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm positive I sent you a message back. Um, Maybe it just didn't come through, you know. We are, like, West Coast, East Coast. (laughs) Or I'm just getting too old and don't remember anything I do. Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay, 
I, I swore that I did, but if I didn't know that I did see it, and it made my heart just really, no, really my happy. Only con- my only concern is that maybe that your, you know, your information had changed. So, you know. No, it so, didn't because yeah. I know that I saw it. Oh, okay. And okay. I thought I, I thought I answered you. <laughs> but if I didn't, I saw it, and if I didn't, I love you and thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm very excited to hear you on Noreen's show. That's going to be a lot of fun. She is absolutely, I know, to the moon and back uh, over yeah. the fact that she's going to do this with you. And I know that, know you so know, sweet. Robbie, who is your biggest cheerleader in the world, is, is yes. Robbie's just awesome. really sharing him. this with everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. Yes, yes. All right. So, um it was really nice chiming in. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, I usually do listen a lot. Um, I don't always, uh, you know, click the one, um, but uh, I like to listen out. You know, listen to the community. I, I came into almost uh, ten years ago or twelve years mm-hmm. ago. And, yeah. Um, so, thanks for the love, guys. I appreciate you all. And. Um, See you on the next time. Awesome. We'll talk to you soon, Star. Thank you, sweetheart. All right. Love you. Love you, too. Oh, it's so good to hear from her. Let's get Sin on the air. We need some sinister spittle. Are you there, my dear? Yeah, I'm here. Good evening. How are you? I am absolutely wonderful. We need to hear from you for sure. What do you have for us? After I read you what I've read lately. Oh my gosh! What do you what do you what are you doing? What are you doing? Not much. I, I actually did a poetry slam last night on um, on uh, Zoom. Oh yeah. The theme was peace, love, and equality, and I wrote a piece to it. And it went. Yeah, nobody appreciates my shit. So. Uh, but I got two new pieces. I I was in the mood yesterday, to say the least. Uh, Honey, you're I always wrote, in a mood. None. Um, no, not really. I mean, yesterday I was really in. So I was in this uh, prompt room, and the prompt was uh, my my song is a welcome, or my announcement is a welcome song. I said, oh, yeah, this will be fun. So this is uh, Never Forget. I've got something to get off my chest. It's my announcement, a welcome song, but only to those broken hearts. Trust me, if you're sensitive, carry on. See, I'm beside myself today. Music's playing, but it's death song. I hate this feeling when it takes over. My eyes swell and leak like dams broken. It's hard to miss my fellow artists. Do I care? Yes, of course, you dumb bucks. Listen, I bleed emotion through my pen. I purge the bullshit like this. My announcement is a song of loving. It will never die, and I'll never forget. And peace. Wow, that was awesome. That was that was beautiful and intense. Yeah, a couple of people really like it too. I don't know. I do something. It, it, it's kind of nicer than the first one I wrote. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, about two weeks ago, no, I've been hanging out on Clubhouse a lot and uh, doing stuff with my. My friend Blue there does LCN on Blog Talk, and 
talked me into doing my first feature, which I never wanted to do features because I always thought it was kind of an elitist thing. But we went ahead and did it with I know an artist, but not really appreciated artists, and I decided to do it kind of like all my shows and have her influence the crowd. So I had her pick a, a prompt and a, a picture and a song, and we all wrote to it. And the prompt was Tosca, which, do you know what Tosca means? No. It is a Russian word for utter despair and loneliness. It has no other meaning because of the feeling that it evokes. There is no other, there is no other definition. So, I thought that was pretty interesting. And this is called Death Shadow. The cliffs are, hello. Hello. Yeah. Okay, my phone went black. I thought I lost you. (laughs) No, we're here, baby. All right, that's shadow. The cliffs are ravished by the ocean's might, gleaming in moonlight. Stiff the breeze on barren cheeks that know no love is home. For once before, destruction eviscerated my true heart's core. Yes, devoured our souls and blazed a new carcass whole. How unrelenting terror explodes on tattered home fronts so. Such poisonous decay quick to emaciate bountiful vessels soul. Rampant infections of belligerent rhetoric see my school gate. Bloody in battle, you had torn me down to below the core. These fucking ghosts I call on lonely nights, I masturbate to you. Shattered vibrations are fading videos of a fractured mind oozing. Runs out my nose, down my chest, trails of snot and blood. Can you grasp the emotions I quip? It's Tosca, living utterly alone. As I walk in a failing twilight across these ocean shores, desolate. In times like these, I choose to bleed across blank pages of doubt, trying to obtain the strength I may find to seek my way out. My eyes dilate and body begins to quake in the thoughts of demise. For in spite of strife, you were life, and I'll always in one way be alone every night. Wow. That was phenomenal. Thank you. So I had a few short ones. Nothing long tonight. I've been writing a lot of short ones lately. You know, it does, it's, they pack as big a punch as any of your, I mean, it's just fantastic, you know. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. I'm not writing. I'm not writing a lot right now, but I'm I'm starting stuff. I'll finish more stuff. We move next week, so that's big plus. Excited about that. Yeah. All right. Well, Google that shit. Censor Spittle. <laughs> GTS. Google that shit. All right, darling. You have a good night. You too, sweetheart. It is really good to hear from you and great reads tonight. Thank you. You're welcome, hon. All right, let's go ahead and grab 807. 807, you are on the air. Maybe you are on the air. Are any of us on the air? Are, are we I'm are, hoping. Are we any of us here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like, feeling existential because it kind of fits with this poem. <laughs> and uh, I... I like this poem for the... Sometimes you have a retroactive kind of synchronicity 
with a ooh, how does how positive does that sound? Retroactive synchronicity with uh, with the work, and and this is one of those. I, I heard uh, kind of a spoken word uh, piece, and uh, I guess you could call it that, electronica with spoken word, and it's like whoa. That's what I wrote about, and I and I heard that piece like maybe well a few years at least after I wrote this poem. So I was like, "Wow, that's so cool." Anyways, uh, with that preamble out of the way, um, I'm going to read uh, "I Dream of Satellites." I dream of satellites as their mysterious orbits intersect with my thoughts, ellipses of cosmic engrams transmitting in me speaking to both the Venus and Mars of my soul. I dream of these daydreams at day... I, sorry, I dream of these satellites in daydreams at day, and I look upon them at night as I wonder upon them, wishing I could wander as they do, as they careen through the inky void of space. What a dream is the dream of satellite, as they wake, make the music of the spheres in minor keys, as their orbits intersect with each other, tugging at my soul as the moon does tug at the sea each night. I want this dream to be mine forevermore. As scores and scores of dreams, they pockmark my mind. Oceans of thought in my soul, as numerous as the marina found upon them. Those wanderers of the night that cross into the parallax of my vision, leaving both my mind and soul so utterly refined. And I hope to impart this dream to everyone, this dream of mysterious bodies that hold the history, the record of existence upon the bare and rocky skins. And as I look upon them now, I ask you, O fellow wanderer, what is it that satellites dream? And that is my poem. And uh, I... uh, I've had this oddly specific fascination with what would it be like to be a satellite? Like, like really, like, if it was like a sentient thing, if it could think in that. And I've kind of wondered that, about that with a couple of objects, like, uh, that are, you know, not like the sun, you know, like, and I kind of feel like the sun is, is alive in some way we can't describe. It's kind of, you know, how I have those trippy thoughts and, so there's a yeah there's a few objects I've wondered about like that and uh, and uh, satellites is one of them and uh, yeah so when I heard when I heard that in that piece uh, and it was so many years later from when I wrote this I was like oh wow that's cool so so that I was thinking about that today and I thought hey I'll uh, read this poem so Ellen it was uh, good to hear Star. And I wish her luck on her uh, show with Noreen there. And uh, I'm glad she got into the blue door there. And I was saying in chat, I've, I've had that experience too where someone's like, hey, can you throw, you know, can you throw something together for me? Uh, okay, okay. You know, and, and you do it. And, and a lot of times that's the stuff that gets in. I don't know why. I guess, I guess it's just a more organic process than, and it just seems to, it just seems to happen, and yeah, that's that's been how most of my own uh, poet poetry slash ambient music uh, collaborations have happened. So it kind of happened within like a week span or something like that. Definitely, definitely not months of preparation, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
Absolutely, for sure. Yeah. All right, darling. Yeah, uh, I can be found. Oh, sorry, you go ahead. <laughs> I just say it's really good to hear from you. It's been a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of on and off. Uh, I had a five-day I used to work five days a week all the time, but I did that for the first time in a long, long time. Uh, and uh, But it was eight and a half hours, and it was like a really weird shift that took up the whole day. So I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> not the most fun thing, but, you know, work is work, right? And I'd rather, I'm not going to complain about that. I like my, I like my job, so I'm not going to complain. <laughs> so, yeah, that is... That is my work today, and uh, I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry on Facebook. And from there, you can see me and hear me and all that uh, at other places such as SoundCloud and uh, and uh, All Poetry and a couple other places. <laughs> all right, you guys, go find him because you should. It's necessary. <laughs> you got to Google that shit. GTS. <laughs> GTS. GTS. Google that shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I like that one. I'm going to have to remember that one. GTS, yeah. It's a good one to use if someone's being too lazy to to find out something for themselves, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, just, that, would just, be, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> just GTS. <laughs> yeah. All right, hun. We will talk to you next week and thank you so 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 much. I just bit my tongue ouch. <laughs> it wasn't me, I promise. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We have our next callers. It's going to be uh 732 followed by 863. Let's grab 732, 732. Oops, no, wrong one. See, now my board's doing silly things. I don't even know who I have unmuted. 732, you are on the air. Oh, okay, hang on. (laughs) Good good timing. Okay. So how much time do I have? You have about you have about seven minutes. Seven minutes, good. Okay, three pieces, two complete. The third, well, I know you can explain. Be calm, thy startled muse, for quicker than the eye, the heart ship arrives. Its focal points, personification, cloudless animism, of refractive projections, resplendent glint. The jeweled incandescence enveloped in perpetual selflessness. A lotus unfolds, a butterfly takes hold. Three sparrows play hide and seek. As leaves fall at the wind's beckoning call, he camouflaged with the thousand years of ghost fables. The muse guides us through an intuitive wisp of afterlight. Six, seven, eight. So I have called in. Okay, part two. Anyhow, the elders, the elders guide the mind's eye to visualize, visualize the shared sense of beginningness. 
and we leave the Luddites of yesterday. Reinvent today, innovate tomorrow, rebuke the past, bequeath the present, and rectify the future. Where doppelgangers attempt to act like they're someone they're yet to be. As identical twins invoke the calling of a birdsong chorus of call and response. The indigenous professor symbolizes that which can't be defined. The itinerant student concludes it's a never-ending realization. With inevitable consideration and eventual explanation, we simplify the similarities and contradict the conflict. Along the way, we're left to ourselves to see it through, following freely, leaping from stone to stone, as once before, twice again, we end up where we belong, neither near nor far nor any closer than ever before. With aspects of the obvious, any strange occurrence can happen. And what are we doing? We're doing the right thing for all the right reasons, for all the right people, again, at the right time. And we will mirror the infinite mind and reflect the eternal heart. We will mirror the infinite firmament and reflect the eternal horizon. A conscience will get you through times of no money. Better than money will get you through times of no conscience. Okay, here's the experimental piece. This is why I called in. It's just faded right. This is a mess. Okay. Thy gray eyes internalize the suffered sky of a fragmented window broken from the inside. Absolve the embodiment. Embrace the trait of innate mortality. Be reinstated back to elemental ethereality. With the vespers whisper a mantra's harmony and animist animistic psalm where faith will play hide-and-seek in the disquieting aspects of the heart's belief, where physicians compromise a disappointing diagnosis, distancing themselves from the dismayed structure of incurability. The raindrops vindication undemanding as a puzzle of sand. We will follow the wind to where the wind begins, all through the hourglass of a past life's second death all under seven minutes wow you are oh, impressive wow. do you guys know this is gregory schwartz by the way do you know that he called it on our very first show we ever had 15 years ago he was he was on our very first show ever do you realize our history love you know i call in <laughs> he did not You're, call in and practice material is not correct and I call in to try out stuff. I love yeah, it when you do that. I absolutely love it when you do know. that. You know why? Because so many poets in the world take themselves so seriously. And Ouch. and there's such a pretentiousness in the idea that we have to be absolutely perfect all the time and we can never let anyone see us outside of that bubble. When it's outside of that bubble that we are our most human and most accessible and the, the easiest to connect with and relate to and share with. And the fact that you come on here and test stuff out and run it past this and hear out sounds and this is a work in progress, I love that about you more than I can ever, ever, ever say. Keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it. Yes. I'm a, it's yes. the Whatever. truth. You oh, know it's you the truth. first show and even though Internet stuff many computers ago. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for the lovely introduction of Ramaya. I called in on the first show. This is, oh, very well. 
Oh, <laughs> I, I don't care. It's good ever. Ouch. Thanks. Gregory, tell everyone how to find you, baby. I'm sorry, my dear? Tell everyone how to find you. Promote, promote, promote. Sometimes, okay, there is an aspect of self-promotion. Self-promotion without a sense of humor. And you can, like, clog up your first mind initiative. And that gets into what you guys are talking about, like sending stuff out. If, if you use a lot of self-confidence, I guess, is an obvious term to use. But And if you're surrounded by other people, it's easy to bounce off of that. If, you know, you're going to straight-up hustle, you know, then then you got to put on your shoes and stuff. You know, that's, that's fashion. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I can be found on all forms of social media. So, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're be kidding me. Oh, it's too funny. Oh, okay. Um, nah, you, what, four shows in five days. No big deal. I, oh. Okay, here's the contrast. The Doobie Brothers truly love and care about each other. It's just a hippie turnout, a large turnout. The Doobie Brothers truly love and care about each other. This could be paralleled against bands that can't even be in the same room together. And some of them make it, and they're just having the best time. And then the al- some of them are just you know, truly tormented with alcoholism and very machinery. You, you're not even sure what they're doing it too drunk to tune their guitar <laughs> and so we pretty much experienced all three aspects of dante's divine comedy you know we've seen you know the inferno we've seen the purgatorio and we've truly seen the paradiso spheres so you know nothing's better than looking at a blank page you know and having a pen ready to go I need your shows. Yeah, thanks. I was uh, to try out this new stuff. And, we, yeah, we appreciate you doing that. Being, we get yelled at for not being perfect. I need eyes. No, yeah, it, you know, anyhow. So be it. Is this the last show before July 9th? Um, it is not. We oh, have okay, one, so on one, more... no, we have oh, one on the second. Or no, we have one on... We have one on the 30th and one on the 7th. So there's two. I can call in tw- two more times before yep. July 9th. Uh-huh. This is correct, ma'am? Yes. Very good. Thanks. <laughs> You're very welcome. Okay. I'll see you then. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. Yeah, go, go ahead. Take a chance to call in and try out new material for granted. Go ahead. Do, do your do pee-pee dance on TikTok in front of the mirror. Go ahead. Be all full of yourself. <laughs> Let me hear it. Go ahead. Oh, I don't I don't do the TikTok, but I do have to go to the bathroom, so I'm glad the end of the show is coming up. <laughs> you didn't the age yet, or are you still young? You have kids and everything. I know, right? Yeah. Too much fun. Let me cool. I got two more two more rehearsals coming up. Cool. All right, Gregory. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you, love. Hey, grateful Dad. <laughs> All right. Our next caller comes from area code eight six three eight six three. You are on the air. 
Um, and hello, Nyla. Hello, Noreen. Hello. How are you? We had Miss Star Severon on yes, earlier talking about yes. her show. She's doing yes, with you. Yes, I heard. Yes. Very excited. Yes, I'm very excited. Yep. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, and hello, Star. It's awesome to see you on here tonight. Could we all miss right. you on here? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So what are you and Gary bringing us tonight, sweetheart? Okay. For Gary, I have um, dead or alive. Okay. Is there realization when you're dead? Is there a discerning moment when you think you're going to be dead or when you believe you're going to be dead? At this moment, will you realize and know what you will not give up and you will fight for until your death? The end. That is a very wise wisdom words to ponder, right? Yes, it is. Yep. Always teaching us, he is. Okay. Yes, he is. And what else do you have? Okay, I have one called the Baby's Guardian Angel. And I wish we had a recording of this, but we don't. Okay, this is um, collaboration by Gary and I. We did a collaboration back in okay, uh, back in 2005. And um, and I'll read his part is number his first part, and this is what he said. Okay, you are the fetus voice, you are the baby's guardian angel. This is so powerful, it'll make them cry. You're up there with famous poets like Robert Frost. This is not the voice of the grave. This is a voice before they're born. Okay, now my part. Because of you, I'm the fetus voice. Because of you, I'm the baby's guardian angel. Because of you, I'm strong enough to be heard so I can save a baby's life. So let my poem, if you really, truly, truly love me, come forth for all the world to hear and to read. For I am the fetus voice and the baby's guardian angel. The end. Wow. That is amazing. Because this is what he was referring to my poem, because he, he was so impressed with that. <laughs> he was he very loves you so much. Yes, he does. Yeah, because when my, our friend, um, Pam, came, um, told Gary, when we, Gary and I first got together, she was telling Gary about the, that you said, you should read the she said, because she, um, because she was so impressed by me, too. And she said, but she needs to put this in newspaper. Then later, Gary told me, no, this should not go be, be a newspaper. You have to say, hold on to it. He said, we got to protect this. People would, would, um, would try to kill you for this, and, you know, because you wrote this. And um, I used to think nobody would, you know, my poem, if you really, really, really tr- and truly love me, I figured nobody would like it. Everybody's going to hate me for it. So it was very hard for me to let Pam or even Gary read it. So it was very hard, so I'm glad I did. And then when my first book came out, Gary said, this was a time to put it out in my birth, my very first book. I agree. Smart yep. man, that Gary. Yes, he is. And then, um, <laughs> and like, um, when I got an interview for the, um, I got an interview from the Lake Wells newspaper. I think, well, that ain't, wait, that was the second time around. Yeah, that was the second time around for the interview. And she told me, well, 
and the, and before that, I had interviewed by somebody else. Well, she told me that she um seen she read this poem before. She said, "Are you sure you wrote it?" I said, "Yes, I sure did, ma'am." I said, "I got proof of it because I keep it, all the dates and names, my name on there, so I can prove it to you." So she said she saw it on the um oh what's that uh parent parent what do you call that everybody there there's so much. Oh, bad news about. Oh, I forgot the name of that organization. I'm not that sure. It was people that organization, and um, see, when we went to Women's History Month over in Polk Community College in two oh, 2008, and I read that poem, and they were over there, and they was looking at they they act like they was nervous when I read it. And I was making sure they could, they can, they heard me read it. I got to read it out loud in front of a lot of people. That's awesome. Yes. But but I do got poop. Um, but I never heard of it, so I don't know. But I I got poop. I wrote that poem because I keep in track of everything. Like I told Nothing. Gary, I told Gary you have to date your your um date your um every poem you write. You got to date them and make sure you put your name on them. So you you know, the best thing for people it. to do, and a lot of times it seems like a pain in the butt, but how many of us have lost computers? How many of us have lost journals or whatever? And the best yes. thing you can do to protect your work and to timestamp it is to, when you, after you write it, email it to yourself. Have an email oh. account that you have that specifically for nothing else but your own personal use of mailing your poems to yourself. Oh, wow. Then it's time-stamped, then it's um, protected. So if you lose your computer, all you have to do is log into your into your uh, you know email from your new computer, and everything is sitting right there. You're not going to lose your work electronically. Oh, wow, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And it's time-stamped. Yep, wow. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. All right, Noreen, fantastic job, my darling. Tell everyone how okay. to find you. Okay, and you can um, find Gary. You can find Gary and I. You can find our books on Amazon.com, and you can find our official website at um, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot uh, dot com slash poetry, and you can um, find um, Gary on ReverbNation.com, and you can find him on Facebook.com and PoetryPoem.com, and you can find me on. Um, ReverbNation.com, um, PoetryPoem.com, and um, Facebook.com, and you can find us on the the Poetry Club, and you can find me uh, doing Facebook. Find us doing Facebook Live every Saturday at four o'clock um, Eastern Standard Eastern Standard Time, and then this coming Tuesday, you can find me have a chat with Poet Noreen with um, Star um, chatting. Okay, and you can ask questions too later. After you can, people can come in there and ask questions, and then um, and and you can watch it on YouTube or the Poetry Club or on my on my page. Okay, and um, YouTube will be my channel. Okay, very and cool. And then um, okay, and then you can find us on ko-fi.com front slash. Gary and Noreen. Perfect. You can find our membership tiers and our uh, products 
got for sale and um and um and and other things on there. Okay. Well, very cool. All right, you guys, make sure you go over and check that out. And then keep posting this stuff on my page so people can have easy access to the links as well, okay? Okay, okay I will. All right, Noreen. Okay. Thank you so much. Great job tonight, honey. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Um, thank you, and thank you so very much having, letting, get, having Jerry and I on here. Thank you. Always our pleasure. You know that. Yes. We'll yes. talk to you next week. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. Okay. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 506. 506, you are on the air. Hello, Nana. Lady A. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? Good, thanks. And how about you? I'm doing wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, it's been a little while, hasn't it? It has been. I'm assuming you've been busy. I I have been busy. I, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> busy and uh that's a good thing. You sound good. Well thanks. Um uh, very welcome. yeah it's a work in progress and uh um I kind of uh um have been just kind of regrouping and I haven't been writing a whole whole lot which makes me kind of sad when I think about it now as I'm speaking to you. Um but I've got uh a few pieces that I've written, some of them, you know, I, I don't know that, um, um, well, one of them is called uh, At Their Mercy. It speaks for itself, um, if you'd like me to read it. Please, yes. Okay. The church owned them, kept them poor and illiterate, intimidated them with the promise of hell if they disobeyed. Irish families were huge. Women forbidden to use any birth control, pregnant for years, babies dying at birth, mothers mourn, another born, begging for a bite to feed their little ones this night, no milk for babes in arms or toddlers, sons and daughters. St. Vincent de Paul dispensed food, furniture, and faith, interrogated, demeaned, degraded, and humiliated. Men and the drink, the week's wages down the gullet, while she cried trying to keep body and soul supplied. He crawled home with empty pockets, randy. Duty made her vomit, and six weeks later, no period. Morning sickness. She is so weary. The church stuck its nose into the lives of families, husbands and wives. The church held a mighty grip on women. The children were so many, and children, so many children, orphanages were built and filled to capacity. The audacity, homes supplied the innocent for pedophiles and abusers. Men drunk with power brutalized those weaker, and they cover, and they cower, men using God, fear, and punishment for their own purpose and pleasure. Men using the power to prevent girls from going to school. Men forcing young girls to marry old men. The church was not meant to be a place of sorrow or misery. It was not meant for suffering, fear, or nightmares. Broken, battered, fractured, shattered. Too many ruined, battle-scarred, and disillusioned. 
and poem. Wow, that is a really, really powerful piece. I love the fact that you, you know, highlighted you, you could go to any culture. Yeah. You know, besides besides the an, uh, the Amazon, the Amazons with Wonder Woman, you could go to any culture and insert any society of old into there and it would be basically the exact same story. Yep. Absolutely. You know, and, and and I know that this will piss people off who are very religious and believe in God. And I hope you understand the reason I say this the way I say this. And people need to understand that the church is not God. Nope. I mean, think about that statement. The church is not God. The people. The people are are the church. The the things that have been forced upon mankind Mm. by men in the name of God through religion, to me, is appalling. It is. And not all religions, but all religions throughout history have had a part in it. You know, almost all the conflicts on our planet come down to the fact that we don't believe the same way. You don't believe what I believe. You don't believe in my God. We don't believe, you know, and I'm not going to get into this because this is something I'm very passionate about. But there was only one creation. We are all celebrating the exact and and worshiping the exact same thing Mm -hmm. through our own versions of a game of telephone. If you all remember that from when we were kids. We were thrown all over this planet and our religions developed independently from each other. But we are all worshiping the same thing. And if but you look we have really, used to learn religion to manipulate yeah. and gain power, and it's wrong. Yeah. It's not pure anymore, and it makes me very sad to see things happen in the name of God. Churches are not God. Religion is not God. No. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. That's good. That's a good... Uh, no, what you were saying is is great, and I think that we've gotten so far away from a spiritual uh peace and oneness with the creator that uh, it's become all man-made rules and regulations and superpower of uh over other people um and and threatening them i mean that's been since the beginning of time and if people want to believe in religion yeah then i don't care what you believe i love you yeah. i'm not going to harm you i am going to stand beside you and protect you and make sure you're fed Make sure you're okay. I don't care who you are. God didn't care, right? No. If you believe the books, blah, 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 whatever, you know. They had their own agenda. Yeah. And where you put, where you put man, he will corrupt, whether it's mm-hmm. a church or a bank or a family. Exactly. They, exactly. Where you have human beings, they will corrupt for their own gain. If you want gain. to be godly, stop being a slave to religion and start being... A slave, human being. a server of faith, I guess yeah. is the way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I probably deep. just lost half my audience. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I think there's more enlightening today than than there has been of the past. I think we've become jaded to the organized religion of sorts. And I mean, I could go on and on about all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, I. I'll give you a because I, when you become a slave to the man-made rules is when spirituality um, checks out and you're out, out the door and it's 
and, and it becomes all about what man thinks and not what Think God wants. Think about this sentence. Yeah. Where where is it written besides by man? Where is it written the what by man? Where where is it written besides by man? Where is anything where any any anything we know, where is it written besides by man? Yeah. It's yeah, man's interpretation. Mhm. And, 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 that was and a poem. Just, that was a line from someone's poem, and I wish I remembered whose poem it was that said that when they read it. But it's it's always stuck with me. So that's not my line. It's someone, one of you guys' lines. Where is it written besides by man? In other words, you know. So this is a rule. Who says it's a rule? Who's yeah. you know who besides man decided that? You know yeah. who, what gave that man the right to decide that rule? Where is it written besides by man? Yeah. Yeah. Remember one okay. time. I remember, I'm just going to tell you a little short story. Um, I remember one time uh, uh, my ex-husband and I um, had come home from church on a Sunday, and the kids were small, and I had a baby and needed the diapers to be washed, so I washed a load of diapers and was putting them on the clothesline when he said, you know, with just, he was just so upset, you know, why are you doing, why are you doing laundry? hanging it on the clothesline. What are the neighbors going to think? It's Sunday. If you're going to do laundry, put it in the dryer and don't hang it on the line for the neighbors to see. And then I just looked at him and I said, well, does God see them in the dryer? <laughs> like, seriously, you know, oh like. <laughs> don't make me laugh. Remember I said I had to go to the bathroom. It's the end of the show. <sighs> So uh, anyhow, that's that for. for so I, do I have a time for another one, or are you done yeah, for tonight? Yeah, another quick one. Okay, this is called Celtic Love, um, and it was a picture prompt. And uh, okay, Grim Reaper upon a dragon rode, his mission complete. He bowed. Seamus Quinn, intelligent and wise, waits under La Luna for his prize. Reaper carried Queen flaccid in his arms, minutes from her death. Demon Mother releases tiny ghosts, encircling Sinead, their holy host. All warriors of in Celtic past inhibit the rain's chest, gird him with the ancestors' strength, bind him with their courage. Seamus' arms trembled as he received his queen, fairest, of all Colleen's she sighed a lover's sigh she awakens within passion long dormant ignites the Irish lass and her ain true love the raven sits upon his shoulder whispers nevermore like Poe's Lenore they defy the odds they love their love has crossed over from earth to heaven's clover and together he and she prove love does exist past the earthly kiss, beyond the spirit world, into forevermore. In poem. Andrea, that was beautiful. Thank you. Dark and beautiful. I like to tell a story now and then. Yes, you do. And you're very good at it. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. All right, love, tell everyone how to find you. Oh, I'm just sitting here where I'm on Facebook as Andrea Wheaton. 
and on all poetry as Lady A. Perfect. All right, sweetheart, fantastic job tonight. You know, good poetry provokes thought and emotion, and yours definitely did that, so kudos to you. Thanks a lot. It's good hearing you, and good to be on the show. All right, love. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Okay, bye-bye. All right, you guys, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. You know, I always say that we... uh, that we are, the whole saying, you know, we are what we eat, and that includes what we feed our brains. So I want to close the show, and I'm going to start closing the show each week with some food for thought. So here's your food for thought for this week. There were 75 people in the lobby, and only a 7-year-old girl was finding out what it felt like to sit on a marble floor. Think about that food for that. I want to thank you all for being here, both readers and listeners alike. It was a fantastic, epic night, and I'm very proud to be a part of this with you. I'm going to close the show with a piece by Philip Kent Church called The Haulers of Home, and we will see you next week, same time, same place. Love you guys. Good night. The Haulers of Home, an Appalachian poem Written and narrated by Philip Kent Church. Growing up free back in the fields, country bred to life's simple thrills. Drinking water from springs, fountains, running in creeks down the mountains. For a better life, there was no wishing. Hiking, camping, hunting, and fishing. The peaks rolling shadows on a little town sweet twilight as the sun went down. Ghostly mist rising up from hollers on a rainy day, while the slopes turn blue to skies heavy and gray. At night the mountains towered, the storm lit up the sky. I remember the glowing outline on spines of ridges high. The many colored hues from the mountain storming Reflected by crystal dews with the dawn's warming. Now the days in the mountains have a certain fate. Dusk always comes early. Sunrise always comes late. In the springtime, we would plow the fields. and early summer, we'd plant for yields. Come early fall, we'd gather up the harvest when cannon making apple butter our best. Now in late autumn, it's time to slaughter the meat, butchered, then hung in the smokehouse so neat. Then we'd make a little cider, maybe let it get old. All our work carried us through the winter so cold. During the colder months, attended a little mountain school, learned the three R's and the golden the boys might blush and the girls might squeal while playing Red Rover or dancing the Virginia Reel. There wasn't nothing quite better, wasn't nothing so cool as when your sweetheart let you walk them home from school. The smell of coal smoke rising from the chimney so high. If you lived somewhere else, you'd have to wonder why. They are the hollers of my home. 
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.